When Brandon Martin is away, Jordan Little gets to play. Welcome to the 84th edition of the Rant and Ray podcast. And um, Brandon will not be here tonight due to the fact that he has to work. But you know what? Mazel tov to him. He gets to make some money, you know. And I will be, you know, um, hosting this certain episode, you know, by the controls, you know, because I just started the broadcast. And, you know, and as usual, I am Jordan Little. And most of you all know me as J-Man's Legit. And with me at this time is also uh, Michael Bombardier. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. And also with us at this time is Eric Lima. Hello, America. What's going on? Welcome to the Rent and Raid Podcast, 84th edition. Let's have, let's have some fun. Now, in this uh, episode, we're going to have Zach Gallon one more time. However, I wasn't here when he was uh, interviewed the first time. Now, I just rewatched the episode where he had been interviewed, but I made sure. Oh, speaking of which, um, he's here. Right. Um, but either way, um, but first of all, I want to say um, this is going to be my first time interacting with Zach. And this is actually, you know, a very huge honor for me because I remember when he was going live on Facebook and I asked him if he wanted to be part of the show. And then I made sure that Brandon were able to get a hold of him. And, yeah, I'm actually glad he was able to make it to the show. Only the disappointing thing was is that I wasn't there at the time because I was going through what I was going through. But now I'm here and he's also backstage ra- waiting. So, Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, once again, the one-legged warrior and the first one-legged wrestler in the professional wrestling, Zach Gowan. Hey, brother. Thank you for the kind words, man. It's great to be here. It's nice to finally meet you face-to-face on your turf. Same here. Well, it's still on Brandon's turf. I'm just running the show you know, <laughs> on his behalf because, like, I, I can understand he's got to work. But you know what? I mean, it's cool. I mean, it's a huge honor for me to, you know like take the controls from here but either way um how have you been doing man have you been doing good i've been doing great thanks how's, how's everybody else doing doing wonderful here Couldn't be, i'm doing i'm doing great as as for me you hey, know, listen, you know, man the vibes are at an all-time high oh yeah you see what i'm saying hey we're all doing great yep. right we're at, we're at the rant and rave podcast holding it down somebody turn us up you see what i'm saying yeah Let's, we're Scotty too hotty when you need him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and we have that song, I like, turn it up, turn it up. That, 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 we're that too music. cool when you need them. <laughs> well, may God rest one of their souls because Brian, you know, uh, Christopher is no longer with us, of course. But yeah. Speaking of which, um, I will be doing a part two review of the Brian Pillman story on my channel, uh, on my chill stream uh, tomorrow afternoon. I've already done the first episode. I'm about to do the second one tomorrow. But nonetheless, um, with that all all being said, I guess, you know, we can just start the interview here. Um, uh, Are you going to be here for like an hour or or more? Because, I, you know, I forgot. Like, Brandon, tell me how long you're going to be here, Zach. I'm good for a half hour. Mm -hmm. That's good. Either way, um, let's get this interview started, shall we? And by the way, first off, shout outs to Scorpion Death Drop, Tom Willis Show in the chat. How are you? I'm doing good, uh, Leon and Tom. Uh, everything's uh, the ceiling in my case. That's what's up. But, <laughs> yeah, and there's like re- yeah, the rectangular panels all around me. I have no why. I mean, and, and plus, I mean, it, and, and like me, it's white. Got to love it. Got Well, hey, I don't hold back. You know, <laughs> and, and, and some people would rather me to pull pull out. But here's the thing. 
once you go in, you can't come out most of the time. Exactly. Just going with a joke. Boom. Go right in there. Full speed ahead. But as for some people who try to not, you know, um, know when to pull out, well, that's on them because they forgot to wear protection. But anyway. <laughs> what kind of show are we, are we, are we doing here? <laughs> just, being, just, trying, just, but, just being funny. Yeah. Either way. Funny, Zach. As, as, as a matter of fact, you know, and it's also a matter of entertainment and, you know, and, and, you know, Zach, you know a lot more about it because you've been in the wrestling business for, like, 18 years, uh, you know, in regards to, you know, being noticed, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm 38 now. I started training when I was 18. So, uh, altogether, close to 20. Um, and, I, you know, and obviously I achieved a lot of success early on in the in the professional wrestling business, thank God. But, but yeah, man, it's it's crazy to think about, like, What's nuts is that for like this first part of my career, I would go in the locker rooms and all the wrestlers, they wouldn't call me Zach. They would call me kid. Hey mm -hmm. kid, how's it going? Kid. Nobody has called me kid for a number of years and I used to hate it. But now that I hate the fact that nobody has called me kid, now I'm the one calling other people kid. You <laughs> see what I'm saying? So it's just unbelievable how time just, how time flies mm -hmm. by, man. It's a, but it's a beautiful thing and, and it's been well worth it. You know, the blood, sweat, the tears, the miles on the road uh, to be able to be part of the most magical uh, business in the world. And uh, for that, I'm forever, ever grateful. Yeah, well, Disney used to be the most magical, you know, business of all time until they, you know, started being more political. But that's a different story. But, hey, either way, um, I got some questions that I uh, wanted to ask you. Now, I know you've already answered a few of them, which I had to, you know, write off and, you know, and start thinking of new ones, which... By the way, um, I'll be also asking a question for a friend of mine through a uh, message, which is actually, you know, a good one. But my first question to you is, what was it like during your first run in Total Nonstop Action when it was under the NWA banner when you were Tenacious Z? Yeah, it was amazing, man. <laughs> because that that's where I wanted to be. Like, my aspirations in the wrestling business as, a, as an 18, 19-year-old uh, – was to be in TNA as part of the X division um, and in ring of honor as well. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> so to be able to go down there to the Nashville fairgrounds where they taped or they filmed their pay-per-views, weekly pay-per-views every single Wednesday, which <laughs> I don't know who got sold that business model, but that it just ain't it. You know what I mean? Well what is what is your take on, on it at the time when it was being a weekly pay-per-view i mean instead of worrying about viewership ratings you had to worry more about buy rates more than anything yeah but the the, the thing about that is the tv drives the buy rates so at, at, if, if you're just exclusively diving into a pay-per-view only model without the support of television it's not it, it can't work because you're very limited in, in terms of who your audience is you're limited right. to the internet and, and we're talking about 2002, which obviously everybody had the internet in 2002, but it, it wasn't oh, yeah. it wasn't this dominating global uh, uh, infrastructure that it is now. Um, so maybe maybe they're a little bit ahead of their time, but uh, at that time, man, it, 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 there's there's no way that it that long term success could come their way uh, just on a pay per view only model. It it just wouldn't work. Yeah. By the way, when I was rewatching the air, the first interview on you uh, about a couple episodes ago, I, for some reason I couldn't see the YouTube live chat, and I was like in my head, did the Flex Network screw us over during that time? Because, 
either way, oh, there's Legacy of Dragon saying, by the way, Zach Allen, you know, <laughs> that's uh, anyway. Um, hey, Michael, do you have a question for Zach? Yes, I do, Jordan. Uh, so, Zach, I was in the live chat when you were first interviewed, and I asked you a question about competing in matches with the likes of world champions in Brock Lesnar and John Cena, and I and I thought you provided a good answer. But let me go back to what you debuted on Friday Night SmackDown. Sure. Working uh, with uh, Thursday night. Oh, Thursday night. Yeah, sorry about that, Jordan. Sorry about that. Let me it's go okay. back to when. Let me go Love back to when you. you made your debut. Let me go back to when you were uh, when you debuted on Thursday Night SmackDown, teaming up with the likes of uh, Hulk Hogan when he went under the, the Mister America gimmick. Just what was that feeling like? Um, <clears throat> it was incredible, man. And uh, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was Thursday night. Uh, we taped on Tuesdays. And this was in the golden era of SmackDown where you had the fist oh, yeah. coming through the wall, the entrance. I love yeah. that. I love the th – and a little side note about the – and this has nothing to do with your question, Michael, and I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah. sometimes I remember things and they pop into my head and I have to get them out because if I don't, I'll just forget them again and I'll get really, really frustrated. Uh, an anecdote about that fist. When I wrestled Brock Lesnar – do you guys remember when the, when Brock shoved me down the stairs when I was in the wheelchair? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you said that that was a stuntman that went down the stairs, of course. Yeah. yeah, it was a stuntman that went down the stairs. I didn't take the bump. Uh, I wouldn't take the bump at 20, and I wouldn't do it at 38. Uh, I have no regrets not taking that bump. Uh, but the original plan wasn't a wheelchair in the stairs. The original plan for that angle was for me and Brock Lesnar to be on top of the SmackDown fist oh. at the entrance, and he was going to F5 me off of it through oh. the stage, right? That was <laughs> like Wait, I was freaking jazzed, bro. Like I was so excited about that because I'm such a huge mark for those big bumps, like those Shane McMahon falls, oh, yeah. top or, of the or, cage or, stuff. Or Go Foley. Ahead. Foley. Yeah, Foley, like you have no, like as an 18, like they're, uh, I think Bruce is trying to explain this to me and he, he's like, he has his little kitty gloves on. He's like, you know, Zach, this is kind of what we're thinking. You know, if you don't want to do it. And I'm like, no, man, like this is the, this is going to be like huge. Um, we, we didn't end up doing it because we couldn't, you know, we're trying to use a little bit of logic in WWE. And I know that's hard to believe watching the product sometimes, oh but especially with twerking zombies. Like that. <laughs> oh my god! Like okay, I, I got. I, I will be talking about that with one of my topics regarding WrestleMania backlash. <laughs> oh, by the way, keep in mind, WWE. The more you have your own employees like trying to defend your, you know, your little, you know, um, nonsense of what you did on this past Sunday night, does not make your company look good. It do, it makes it look worse. Yeah, but if you're an employee of that company, what else are you supposed to say? You have to defend it. Yeah. Um, but the reason why we didn't do this, the fist bump. The fist bump. That's pretty no, cool. No, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that's, that's, okay. Okay. Yeah. You know what? You know, it's, no it's no longer a. It's no longer a bump. It's a fist bump. The fist bump. The reason why we didn't do it is because we couldn't logically <laughs> explain how Brock Lesnar and I would be on top of the fist because mm. it just kind of suspends there. There was no ladder. There was no elevator up there, and right. so we couldn't logically figure it out. So uh, at the last second, they went with the uh, with the wheelchair and the stairs, which to me, in my head, people are like, "Oh, I remember that. That was crazy." And I, I get it. it. It looked nuts, 
But in my head, I was almost a little bit a little disappointed that I didn't get to take that huge fall off the top of the uh, of the fist because in my head I'm like this, it's going to be replayed like on every opening of SmackDown. It's going to be like one of those moments everybody yeah. talks about forever. Um, but uh, but yeah, that was the original plan. Now to your question, Michael, working with Hogan and, and all of that. I mean, that was you know. That was nuts. So my first day was it was at the first Mariner Arena in Baltimore, Maryland, and uh, I, I'm sitting there in the, like maybe 15 rows up, just kind of you know at the beginning of the day, uh, watching all the production go through its its. Was its it job. The, Was that the night where you had the flag? That was the night I had the flag. I was okay. in the audience, and Roddy Piper ripped my prosthetic leg off. Only he uh, went. Only at the time he went for the wrong leg at the time. He then he had. Then he, went, then he had to go for the for the left. He one. did. I told him while he was ripping the wrong leg off. I go, Piper, it's the other leg, brother. What are you doing? And he just kind of buried his head and starts laughing. And, and then he's like, "Oh, fucking wrestling." And then he grabbed the other one and pulled it off. But it was cool. Yeah. yeah. The, the thing is, when 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 he when he tried to you know like beat you up and all, and he's trying to get all the security people to get away. It's like you know, and then he's trying to get your leg. I mean. Like ah, oh, which one ah? But either way, yeah. He was, up, I mean, I really, I really value my time that I spent with Roddy Piper. Man, he was a complete gentleman and obviously a legend. Um, and I'm grateful that I got to spend time with him for sure. Um, so at the beginning of the day, I'm just kind of hanging out, and uh, and then a producer or an, or a assistant c- comes and grabs me and says, "Hey Zach, uh, we're gonna go up to Hogan's locker room." And Vince is there and Roddy Piper is there and we're going to lay out the angle for tonight. And so I'm thinking, hell yeah, man. Hey, <laughs> you know? And so we st- go up. To, yeah, go ahead. Nostalgia. You know, just, uh, dude, it's it's like, I can't believe these words are, you know, it, it, it was very surreal. And then so I, I walk into Hogan's locker room and then I see Vince to my left. And I, this is where I meet him for the first time. I shake his hand. I say, thank you for the opportunity. And he's like, oh, kid, we're glad you're here. Um, and then I see Piper to my right and same thing, the Piper, I'm like, very nice to meet you. I'm so, you know, and he's like, oh, it's going to be great kid. You know? And then I'm, I'm looking around and I don't see Hogan anywhere. All of a sudden I hear the, the shower turn off and then then naked as the day he was born wearing flip flops. And nothing else. Hogan walks out of the shower. <laughs> like, you know, I'm 19 years old. This is my first day on the job. I got Vince to my left. I got Piper to my right. And here comes naked ass Hulk Hogan <laughs> with his arm extended out. Hey, brother, nice to meet you. Glad you're here. As he's wrapping a towel around his waist, man. I'm just like, what am I getting myself into, dude? Like, insane, man. I just, I just, wait a minute. Wait, when they were telling the story about when you, you know, when you uh, had your leg amputated, didn't they say Hulk Hogan was that make a wish thing, or did you, or did you pass on the wish? No, that was uh, that stemmed from TNA, and that got huh. me, that got me some heat with Mike Tanay. Um, because right. before I, I made – so I did a dark match with TNA. The next week they put me on TV. Um, in Pay-per-view, yeah. Uh, or on pay-per-view, yep. And so Mike Tanay came up to me backstage on the second week, the my, my pay-per-view debut, and he asked me if there's any, like, anecdotes or notes or anything he wants to wants me to put over, uh, him to put over on the pay-per-view. and. Right. I just made up a story on the spot about how, how Hulk Hogan visited me as a child because I thought it was it sounded like a really, really great story. 
Um, just and, and it really is if it were true. Unfortunately, it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Mike Tanay tells a story on pay-per-view that Hulk Hogan visited me as a kid uh, when, in fact, it wasn't. Uh, I did get a, a uh, I was granted a, a wish, uh, but I passed I passed up the wish um, because I was getting better. And I felt like I was getting better. And uh, that's all I really wanted to focus on. And I, was, you, I wanted to give to somebody because else. Because you knew you were going to live. I did, yeah. Because yeah, you knew I, you were going to live, yeah. So it was so for me, uh, which that would have been an amazing story for Tanae to tell as well. But you know, be, being very young in the business and just trying to like come up with every angle or or creative idea to connect with an audience, I made the story up. Tanae tells the story. It comes out that the story's fake, and all the heat goes on Tanae, um, which uh, which I feel really really badly about, you know. Um, and uh, I, I, I've since been able to apologize to Mike. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that I made that up. That was a TNA thing, but the real thing is I passed on the wish. Well, yeah. Well, the thing is for people that, that don't understand the thing is kayfabe had been, may have been dying for quite some time, but still a little kayfabe, a little storyline never hurt anybody, but still, I mean, I, I was going to like, uh, talk about, you know, um, ask that question there about what was it like working with Hulk Hogan as Miss America, but you've already taken that from under me, Michael, but that's okay. But actually, I got a question that's, you know, from uh, from Kevin Daddy in the chat. And by the way, I want to ask, uh, ask some questions from the chat. First of all, there's, uh, yeah, from the Legacy of Dragon, um, a non-generic question for Zach. Can you recall your experience on American Ninja Warrior? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it, it was kind of, uh, it came out of left field. I, um, I've always been a fan of the show. And I've always had the thought of like, man, that would be fun to do. Uh, but for some reason I got super inspired, um, to, to try out for the show. And I made a Facebook post, like, and all the Facebook post said was, man, I should try out for, for American Ninja Warrior, you know? Uh, and then all of us, as soon as I sent it, it, it got like a million likes and people were commenting on it and they were really like gassing me up. You know what I mean? Like putting a battery in my back, like, yeah, Zach, you can do it. You should go for it. And I started like thinking to myself, yeah, maybe I should go for it, you know? Um, and then I went to the, to the Ninja Warrior website. I, fill, I filled out the application. Uh, a, 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 a casting agent from Ninja Warrior got a hold of me. They wanted some more footage. They wanted to make sure. They, they're, they're like, listen, Zach, we love your story. We, you're, we think you're a good athlete, but we need footage of you doing actual Ninja Warrior obstacles uh, for us to consider you as a contestant. And so then I'm like, you got it. So I Googled like local Ninja Warrior gym and I found a great training facility 10 minutes from my house. Uh, I got footage there. That's where I met my coach. And then it just took off from there. Uh, But I only had six weeks to prepare. And Ninja Warrior training is very specific and specialized uh, and a lot different from my regular training. And so I had literally six weeks to prepare to go against able-bodied athletes who, who train every single day for years on end in this very specialized training. Um, and um, so I, my expectations were very, very low. I was just happy to be there and be part of the experience. Uh, but I ended up getting further than over 50% of the competitors uh, that night who are all training on two legs who've been training for years. And uh, I, I, I count that as a huge win uh, for me. But more importantly, because of that exposure, uh, I got to – uh, share my story and connect with 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 people worldwide uh, who took inspiration from my story that I wouldn't have had, had the opportunity to meet otherwise. Uh, and so it was just an all around win uh, for me 
uh, win after win after win, you know, and it just goes to show you, you never know what could happen. Like I, I couldn't have predicted that, uh, but none of that would have happened if I just gave into the fear of like, Oh, I'm not going to do well, or I'm out of my element, or this is something new and it's scary. So I'm not going to try, uh, which a lot of us, you know, myself included fall victim to. Uh, however, it's just so important to get out there and take some action, you know? Yeah. You know, it's, you know, that's, and also Charlie asked, even though I'm not going to lie, when I heard about this guy, you know, uh, committing suicide in my home, uh, like in my home state of South Carolina, I was shocked. Mm -hmm. Um, but still, uh, what was your thoughts? Like you just like, like mentioned, uh, Roddy Piper and Hulk Hogan, what were your thoughts on Sean O'Hare? Because he was under Piper's wing at the time when, when it was on on the brand extension. Well, I think about I. Well, I think it's like you touched on. It's, it's it, it, uh, extremely tragic that he's no longer with us. As well as, um, you know, there there's a certain number of guys that I think are almost forgotten about, unless you know, podcasters like you or me through you know talking with fans via social media, we 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 bring up and we share stories. And I think it's important to share stories uh, with with those who are no longer with us, like guys like yeah. Sean O'Hare, guys like Crash Holly. Uh, guys like uh, Canyon, you know, Chris um, Candido, Chris Candido, right? And and you know, and 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 obviously we we have to shine a light on the legends who have passed. There's no question about that. But I think it's it's important to not to 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 not let uh, the other wrestlers' memories um, fall you know fall by the wayside. Right. And um, yeah, I, I I love I love Sean. Very man, me and him got along great. I was a huge mark for him when he was in WCW. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. He the, actually actually did well more in WCW than he did in the WWE. Not gonna lie. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, I, I think he found more success in WCW for sure. Um, but the dude was just like he was like Mister Create a Wrestler on a on a video game. I mean, he was six foot six. Well, yeah, you know, two hundred eighty pounds. He could do man like before shows. He he'd be doing standing backflips and stuff in the ring. <laughs> like he could do anything. And uh, my first day at First Mariner Arena, I, I walked into the locker room and I see Sean O'Hare uh, sitting on the floor stretching, like leaning forward, touching his toes. And uh, I just look at how massive this man is. And in my head, I, I'll, I'll never forget it. I, I thought to myself, that is the largest human being I've ever seen in my life. Like <laughs> this dude was just so incredibly huge, you know. And um, I thought he had a great look and all the potential in the world. Um, he did, and but the problem was Vince. And, you know, in more cases, he you know didn't think about it, nor gave any thought of wanting to make him as a top guy. I mean, yeah, it, it's really about you know as a as a wrestler, it's about making that authentic connection with the crowd, right? And and for, for some of us like um, like Stone Cold Steve Austin, he was like Steve Austin was going to find that connection no matter what gimmick was saddled on to him, you know what I'm right. saying? Uh, or the rock. Uh, but for most wrestlers, it, it's almost like a 50, 50 deal, right? Where it's 50% like innate in terms of their ability and charisma and all of that. Uh, but it's also 50% positioning on the card and gimmick as well. And uh, I, I don't think they ever found the right fit for Sean uh, in terms of just like uh, him being able to have that amazing connection with the WWE universe, unfortunately. Um, but no, I, I, uh, I think about him, uh, uh, like you said, Candido, Crash Holly, and Canyon, uh, quite often. And, um, you know, there are a lot of guys, man. I just got back from a um, freaking uh convention in Indianapolis, you know, 
And I, I was sitting there just talking with the headbangers and Chris Masters and and, uh, and all of these guys. And, and I, just, I I I still remember uh, Indiana, not not Indiana. Well, then again, Indianapolis, I'm Indiana. But anyway, I remember Chris Masters when he came up in the WWE. I remember those uh, yeah. uh, vignettes where they have a promotion where. Hold on, a pizzle night just said, I love, love, "Love this theme song, Out of My Way" by Seether, which is, yeah. By the way, there's a story behind that because that was supposed to be Kurt Angle's theme, but be, when he was going to return from the neck injury he sustained at uh, WrestleMania, however, Kurt Angle decided. I think he didn't want the theme, but then it got passed down to you. Am I right, Zach? That's uh, that's the story I got. Uh, they were worried the the you suck part of his theme song that we all know and love. Yeah, uh, wouldn't work for him as a baby face. Um, however, obviously, uh, it worked great. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, but anyway, uh, like I said, I remember the you know the stuff that would build up for Chris Masters' debut back in uh, 2005 and all that. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, when you looked at him with his bod and his you know his physique, you'd mm-hmm. think that you know Vince would immediately strike gold with that, you know, to make a world champion. But instead, like like always, like he never seems to follow through with whatever it is he's trying to plan when it comes to big guys like that, that which he's obviously more invested in more than ever, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. You're right about that. Um, I mean, uh, I mean, mean with me, with you, Zach, hate to cut you off. I mean, when I think about you during uh, 2003, in my view, I don't think you would have become a WWE champion or world heavyweight champion. No disrespect. But if anything, I would have seen you more of a cruiserweight or tag team champion because I mean, with you, you have the. I mean, you you look like the kind of guy who knows how to watch someone else's back and also know how to be inspirational. And when you know when push comes to shove, you know? yeah, I I love tag team wrestling, man. I think there's a lot of gold there still that needs to be mined uh, in terms of me and my career, which is you know some some of my best work uh, has been my tag team with Gregory Iron, who's the only wrestler in the world that has cerebral palsy, the handicap handguns, yeah. 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 Yeah, the handicap. That's what we were originally, the handicap handguns. Now we're the handicap heroes. Uh, we wanted to get away from the, the gun imagery and all that. Oh, yeah. Especially oh, with all the work that we do with kids, yeah. you know. And uh, also yeah, people we complaining about guns and all that. Yeah. We uh, we ripped off the Motor City machine guns with that. But, um, but yeah, so, I, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm chatting with, with Chris Masters and, and, you know, and I'm seeing old friends that I haven't seen in such a long time. And uh, I almost got overwhelmed, man. I met Vicky Guerrero. Uh, never met her in my life, and 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 yeah. Eddie was such an important uh, person to me, uh, especially for my time in WWE. And uh, it, I almost got almost like sad, but at the same time, like filled with hope that there were guys uh, still around that have their heads screwed on straight and that are doing well and successful. And even though they may not be at you know the top of WrestleMania. Uh, they're still successful in the wrestling business, but more importantly to me anyway, they're good husbands and good fathers. Um, and they're passing down a legacy, man. And, and cause so, so many of my, my cohorts and my friends, uh, have passed, you know, along the way. And we're talking about Sean O'Hare and, and crash and Canyon and all those guys. And it's just like, it's so sad to think about, but then I get so much, I feel, I get filled with so much hope, uh, when I'm around other, other, you know, men. Uh, they're men now, you know, that that I broke in with, and it's great to see. You got a question for him, Eric, because I got a question, uh, Kevin. Don't worry. I mean, it's a, one we can share right there, but don't worry. Uh, Eric, you got I, a question I for him? I have questions. I don't have a question of my own. 
but I will, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, um, ask a question about uh, from Kevin Daddy. So, what was it like to face Matt Hardy? What was it like working with him? I love. Well, listen, man, Matt was Matt was and still is a hero of mine. Uh, people ask me who are like my greatest influences, uh, professional wrestling influences, and and I always say uh, Rey Mysterio, mm -hmm. uh, RVD, Sabu, and the Hardy Boys. I mean, that's, that's what I grew That's what I wanted to be when I was a kid. And, uh, so to be able to, to, to work with Matt was, was an honor. Um, and, uh, he's the guy I wrestled the most. Cause I, I did, I did all of pretty much all of my house show loops with Matt. So it was meeting him one-on-one -on -one, and I learned so much and he was so giving of his experience and time with me. Uh, and it's something that I've always appreciated and uh, we're friends to this day and I've always appreciated his friendship, uh, to me. You know, and uh, and and to me, he's a, he's an absolute legend, and, and he's almost underrated in a certain way. I mean, the dude's been around for thirty years, and yeah. he reinvents himself every couple of years. And every time he re he reinvents himself, it's, it's better than it was before. Um, and then now he's got like, his whole multiverse or whatever's going on. Oh, with him. I love that gimmick. Man. I love it. I love Matt Hardy, man. It's incredible. Matt Hardy thing. He's so great. I was most well. You know, and, and Matt Hardy's not the only one that can reinvent himself. There's also Chris Jericho. I mean, when you 100%. have those two, when when you have those two, I mean, they know how to reinvent themselves. In fact, that's another problem with wrestling nowadays with certain people that don't know how to advance from one gimmick <laughs> that they've had that has gone stale. Then they need to advance to another. But the problem is how to reinvent yourself. It takes time and it takes a lot of interest from both the crowd and the front office. And it takes opportunity to do it as well, you know. Exactly. Um, and so, but when you have when you reach legend status like Chris or Matt, uh, you can do whatever you want, man. And here's I will say this: AEW, uh, they are getting they, they will definitely get their money's worth and whatever they're paying Jericho or Matt Hardy, uh, uh, simply out of their work in the ring, but how much they're going to affect and help the locker room as well with all of the young guys and gals there. Um, so there, you know, if I'm Tony Khan, I mean, those two are, are a definite no brainer for me for sure. Yeah. Now, yeah, well, Tony Khan's got his problems booking. I got, I mean, that's one thing I will call out on. And, and in fact, I have, you know, and, and if, you know, and people may think like, you know, some people might want to refer to me as an AEW shill. The thing is I'm a wrestling fan, not a shill. And if I'm a shill for a company, then I'm just, I'm just, you know, making a fool of myself because I don't praise one single company. If I'm going to, you know, be fair, I'm going to call it how I see it. Yeah. I mean, I wish more wrestling fans were like that because what I hate to see is like WWE stands versus AEW stands versus right. impact. And it's just like, man, can, like I love wrestling, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. If, to me, if, if it's good, it's good. And that's what I'm attracted to. Exactly. I mean, and, and most of you, and, and sometimes you have some of these people out there in the world who have nothing better to do than just to cast down and judge and, you know, spit in your face thinking that if you don't like, if you don't like the company, you don't watch, well, guess what we have and we know what's going on with it. And if we can't voice our opinions, then, then it's no longer <coughs> democracy or, you know, or, or anybody's opinion anymore. hundred percent. But you know, but you know what, speaking of Matt Hardy, what was it like having to face him and when in your very first pay-per-view match? Like, like, well, win your first pay-per-view match, but not your very first pay-per-view match. Like your first WWE pay-per-view win, I guess. Yeah, that, that it, it was kind of it was it's kind of strange. And if I remember correctly, it was it, it was more I think punishment on Matt. 
I think Matt might have caught heat with the office over something, and and so that was the punishment was putting me over or something, if I remember correctly, because it kind of came out of nowhere. Um, and the booking for me at that point was very inconsistent because uh, they have me lose to Vince, who's not a wrestler. But then a month or two later, I beat Matt Hardy, who's like a main event wrestler, you know, so it didn't it didn't really make a whole lot of sense. And I pitched the ideas of like having Shannon Moore get involved and to make it kind of screwy to protect Matt a little bit, you know, uh, but they, they didn't want to hear it from me. <laughs> You know, um, I don't know. It, it was it was strange. It was uh, it was to me uh, a very challenging match because Matt really pushed me to my, to the limit, man. Like he had me, man. I got one leg. It's it's not easy to freaking bounce all over the ring for 10, 15 minutes. You know what I'm saying? And, and Matt wow. had me going, dude. Um, and so I, I'm I'm grateful that I was able to keep up, and I I really liked the match that we had. Um, and uh, and if and Matt. I, man, he was laying everything in that night too. <laughs> he beat the shit out of me, man. Hey, and this is your first pay per view win in the WWE, you know, and that's that's saying something. But the fact that you know that's going to be something I'll have to explain about more later. But I want to keep going backwards a little bit because I want to keep on track. So we already know, um, like how you got signed because that's what you answered in the last one you were t- last one you were on here. Um, but okay. You know what? If Brock Lesnar, you know, hates me for this, we well, you know what I say. Screw it. What was it like to feel Sable's breast and be flashed by her during the arm wrestling match between Hogan and between Hogan and McMahon? Hey, listen, bro. That's a good question. The uh, the idea of it is way better than the execution. Uh, I, I will say that because listen, I, I'm like I'm not thinking about that kind of stuff. I'm trying to think about how do I execute this job while I have Vince McMahon here, while the while the writers are over here, the lighting guys over here, the camera guys over there. How do I cheat to this side to get this? You see what I'm saying? So there's a lot going on besides just reaching out and touching Sable's breast, which, in fact, I didn't even get to touch because uh, <laughs> her back was to the camera, and then she covered one, and then I put my hand on her hand. You see what I'm saying? Like I didn't, I didn't even get to touch a booby for crying. Out loud. So it wasn't even all that great. But the, so the idea of like as growing up as a fan in the '90s of like, oh my god, I get to make out with Sable or touch her boob or whatever. Like this is gonna be sweet. Like the idea was way better than the execution. I'll tell you that. But but then after that, that's when it got a little bit, you know, like bizarre even though on your like in storyline part but then there's also the part where she flashed during the you know during the arm wrestling match between hogan and man when hogan was under the mr america gimmick i mean did did she like when i saw that blur thing i mean even though it's a blur but was that like like was that like did you know that was going to happen or what i don't remember what you're talking about (laughs) i don't remember well, you what know what? Then, well, then again, it was so again, Sable Flash, Mister America. Yeah, but but all but but yeah, you you um Stephanie and like it, okay Hogan, you Stephanie saw it and McMahon got the win over Hogan, you know, for the arm wrestling match, and then then you would have to use go in the arm wrestling match. Oh, to, was that the end of the Hogan uh, McMahon arm wrestling match? Yes, got it. Um. No, she had pasties on or like some little bikini top or whatever it was. Oh. 
yeah, she wasn't. And 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 an arena full of ten thousand people, half of them are kids. Yeah. Uh, in two thousand three, they weren't gonna. Yeah. So she was. Yeah. She was covered up a little bit, and then the magic of editing to put the tiles over it. And it was uh, taped. It yeah, and it was taped as well. Yeah. <laughs> and people, you know, some people would actually believe that it was actually live on Thursday nights when the, when it was wasn't really the case at all. And this was during when it was on UPN on right. various outlets and uh, you know syndication. But you know, either way. Um. But yeah, that's really what I wanted to ask you. I know it might have, uh, you know, I know you probably didn't remember mo most of it because after all, getting flash, even though it wasn't a flash. But then again, you know, it would have been funnier if you didn't remember it because you got flashed at that moment. That you know? would be that would be a better memory, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. So I, I think uh, personally, Missy Hyatt, Paulie, dangerously uh, arm wrestling. Um, by the way, if there is a Mrs. Gallon, tell her that I'm sorry I asked you that question. Because, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, like, I just, you know, I, I, I had to ask. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> well, speaking of a Mrs. Gallon, I'm going to ha have to ask about, about your mom because that's uh, another question I have for you uh, later on. But I'm going to save that, you know, a little bit later. But, uh, Michael, you got a question for him? Uh, so, uh, Zach, you're still around in the wrestling business, right? Correct. So if you could fit, if you could face any male wrestler past or present, who would it be and why? Holy cow. Uh, probably, uh, Sabu, I'd say. Funny you uh, should mention that. He was here last week. Was he really? Yeah. Yeah, he was here on uh, yeah. my return to R&R last week, and it was a great interview with him. I love that. I love Sab, he, and he doesn't give a lot of interviews. Um, oh, funny you should mention that. He was very nervous <laughs> of wanting to come on here, but you know what? He actually, he actually, you know, was able to come on here. And the thing is, you gotta love the fact that he was able was able to be, you know, the like go through his uh, nervousness and actually, you know, and I actually think that's pretty good. I mean, he's not much of a talker, more of an action kind of guy, but. Hundred percent. Yeah, the guy. I mean, the guy's yeah. my my freaking hero, man. You know that that's mm -hmm. and that his style of wrestling is what I I've always wanted to do as a wrestler. Um, but uh, fortunately or unfortunately, I mean, however you want to look at it, uh, my gimmick doesn't require me to do all of that. Uh, mm -hmm. There's more. There's more meat on the bone, so to speak, to tell a, tell the 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 you know, the personal story of, of someone with a disability overcoming to becoming a professional wrestler. But I love that the violence, the, the high flying, death defying, um, table breaking, chair smashing action, man. Oh yeah. I, mean, I was a huge, you know, EC, I was the biggest ECW mark you could have imagined. And so to have that type of match with like Sabu, so like Sabu from like 95 or like Sabu, you know, 96, 97, um, Versus me, you know, whenever, man, I, I would love that so much. Well, you know, he's, well, he's still, you know, wrestling now. I mean, it, I mean, if you, if you uh, like, and I think you can take this if you want. I mean, if you ever get the chance to go back inside the ring, try to find an indie promoter and see if they would want to see a Zach Gowan versus Sabu match. Cause I think that'd be interesting. And hopefully it's on the internet or maybe on a internet pay-per-view or whatever. So that way it could be treasured. I think so. I also think a match with Nick Gage would be interesting as well. Hmm. Hmm. Um, but yeah, Eric, you got any other uh, questions for him? Because I'm like, I got uh, another question soon, but okay. Okay. Well, hold on. 
Well, here's one question I think that Charlie just asked, but let me just yeah. check out. Okay. Um, Charlie just asked, um, what are your what are your thoughts on death on a death match in wrestling, like a like a death match? Death match. I I think most of death match wrestling isn't good. Um, I think most of it's bad. Uh, but the ones that do it well uh, do it extremely well, and I think they're really really good at it. Um, I think it's overdone, overused. I don't know. Maybe like two three years ago, it became like hip or trendy to be a deathmatch wrestler. And you saw all of these wrestlers who never really did that style before, like hmm. trying to get a little bit of notoriety through deathmatch wrestling. And I think it's for, for those wrestlers, I think it's cheap. Um, and I think it's, uh, it, 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 it tells me that they don't have the talent uh, necessary to get over as a professional wrestler on their own without the use of deathmatch <laughs> gimmicks, so to speak in the match. Uh, but the one, you know, obviously the legends that have been around forever, um, and, and the ones that do it well now, I love and I respect, and I think it's awesome and fun to watch. Uh, however, that for me, those matches are few and far between, and most of deathmatch wrestling isn't very good. Oh, I got like, um, okay, I don't mind. Hey, Michael, you mind if I ask him like two questions, you know, so that way I can, because that way oh, I sure go ahead. Okay. Okay. One, okay. One of the questions right here. What was it now? Now, Kevin uh, asked something similar, but I got I got you know good and laid out here. What was it like to team with Stephanie McMahon to face the Big Show for a SmackDown contract that had Vince McMahon, Kurt Angle, and Brock Lesnar get involved? I loved it, man. That was my for me. That was the my highlight of my WWE run. Uh, was that match? Um, mm -hmm. And uh, uh, it, Stephanie. It, it, it was kind of interesting, too, because at, at the time she just became or she was transitioning into becoming like the lead writer of SmackDown. So she was like trying to come into her own as the boss, so to speak. And it was kind of like weird backstage watching some interactions between her and some of the older wrestlers and her and Vince and all that. Because um, she never called him dad. She called him Vince, uh, which I always thought. <laughs> I thought it was a little bit strange, you know, but I guess in that setting, man, I don't know, it's just kind of a weird deal. But um, but in terms of a person, cause I, I got to travel with her a lot doing media, right? Doing radio shows, uh, TV interviews, newspapers, that sort of thing, promotional stuff. And uh, she was just the sweetest, kindest person um, I've ever met, really. And she was just so warm and, and, and inviting. Um, and uh, that's that's definitely one thing that I remember about Steph was how uh, kind she was, you know, and that's not something we got to see as her TV character yeah. or when I saw her at SmackDown as being the boss. I didn't, I didn't always see that, but yeah, one -on -one, she was incredibly great. Yeah. Being the general manager of SmackDown. I, hmm. I mean, well, all downs greatest moments, like for WWE, they actually have your, your, um, you know, like um, highlighted moment in your career as like one of their best moments on there. And I actually, agree with that because without that moment, like no one would expect a guy who, who can only uh, fight with one leg, you know, win anything. But then again, as long as you have, you know, like the heart and will and determination, especially with friends helping you out, then you can achieve anything unless you believe you can. So, and here's the second one. Now, speaking of, you know, one leg, what was it like, you know, to be in a storyline where Vince, he exploits your handicap to build a match between you and him for vengeance at 2003? I thought it was great, man. 
I really did. I uh, because here here's the thing, and I ran into uh, I don't know this this might have been like 10, 12 years ago. I got into an argument with an indie wrestler backstage at a show, and uh, I've we've since uh, reconnected and all of that. And it, the name is not important. Uh, the story oh, yeah. is it's, it's fine. Yeah, this the story is uh, we got an argument, and then he's like, he goes, Zach, you only got signed. To WWE because you're a gimmick, and I go, I go, I go, dude, you're a mark. <laughs> like, don't be a mark. Like, like everybody is a every single wrestler who has achieved any sort of success is a gimmick. Andre the Giant is a gimmick. Hulk Hogan is a gimmick. Stone Cold Steve Austin is a gimmick. Chris Benoit, he doesn't have a gimmick. That's his gimmick. Like he's the he's, he, he, it's you know like that's what that's what wrestling is. Wrestling is characters. Um, over the top characters uh, that, that the audience can relate to, and so my gimmick or my angle—if I had two legs, listen—I would have never gotten signed in the first place. I'm six feet tall. I weigh 175 pounds. You think Vince McMahon wants anything to do with that? No, of course not. Um, and so the idea of using my leg—that's a natural storytelling device to build up heat uh, for the match. Now we can we can argue about the finish. And whether or not that was the correct finish at the time and, and all of that, and, and that's fine. Uh, but in terms of you have to, you, because you can't ignore it. You see what I'm saying? Because it's so unique. And uh, if there's anything you want to be as a wrestler, uh, it, it's it's unique. You want to be unique because uh, you want to stand out from the rest of, of, of the crowd, you know. And so, uh, so no, using my leg obviously was a natural storytelling device. Uh, right. and we're trying to get to a certain point in, in the wrestling. And obviously it's, you know, he, he'll say some hurtful things as the character of Vince, Mc, as Mr. McMahon. Um, but yeah, like in real life, <laughs> you know, we're high five and backstage, you know what I mean? So it's just, it's just part of the business, you know? And you know, it's a funny thing. And plus it's all, there's always have to be build up, you know, to a match, even though to me, I don't like exploiting other people's handicap, but you know, and I know you didn't mind it much because you knew it had to happen for the sake of history to build up a match, but you know, but I will say though, in my view, part of me feels like you should have won that match because in a way like Vince had already competed in like one match at WrestleMania, another match against you, one of those matches he won, the other he he lost now he lost to Hogan, but he beat you. And then he's, and then he's going around, you know, beat, beating his daughter. I know that's, I know that's really bad when I say that, but it's true. And then he's also beating the undertaker. Thanks to Kane. I mean, he like, he was like all over the product along yeah. with his entire family, which I don't know if that, I mean, it's even made as a worst, you know, a uh, move by the company in a, uh, an observer newsletter or pro wrestling uh, illustrated, but still, um, yeah, I personally think you should have won that match amongst the other things, but hey, it's not my decision, but you know. Yeah, no, I, I agree 100% with you. And I think at the time they were uh, really trying to, uh, it, it was such a transitionary period because WCW was bought out a year or two oh, yeah. before, ECW folds. Um, so there's no competition. So they're 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 literally like entering a new era, which was what was it called? The uh, not the brand, TV brand, era, ruthless the, aggression. Yeah, ruthless aggression. The brand extension. It was. Uh, yeah. So they're you, they're trying all this new shit, like trying to figure, like throwing everything against the wall. They lost Steve Austin. The Rock was yeah. making movies, so they're yeah. just trying to like figure, find their way 
uh, through, you know, just waiting on Cena to come, <laughs> come alive. You know what I mean? To be the man, so to speak in like 2005 or whatever. But like from 2002 to 2005, it was just kind of like this weird era where they're really just trying to figure it out, you know? Right. Well, Hey, Michael, you got a question for him? Uh, no, not of my own, except for the fact uh, I don't think I have further questions. I, I, well, I know Eric might not have any, but I, I still got a couple more. I got like maybe. Let's, uh, I'll tell you what, let's let's do one more because I got to run now. All right, one more. Um, okay, well, there's already been. Your, the, yeah, brother, give me your best one. All right. Yeah, I did say something about Mrs. Gown, like the not the one that you're married to, the one who you know raised you and all that. Mama, Mama G. What, what was it like facing Brock Lesnar, where you won by disqualification? By the way, you're one and zero against Lesnar, um, and, and but got beaten and bloody in front of your family and home and hometown. Man, that 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 was great, man, because we created a moment that has, has lasted forever. And I knew going into that match that that's this is my goal was to. To, because the week before he wrestled, uh, and I'm speaking of Brock, he wrestled Paul London or, or Brian Kendrick, and the week before that it was one of those two as Spanky. well. Spanky, Spanky, yeah, and um, and yeah. and and so I I knew like the trend of like these Brock Lesnar matches, and I knew the the whole business of the match was to build heat for Brock Lesnar who just turned heel but was still getting cheered uh, by the crowd. And so I'm thinking we got to go above and beyond. You know what I mean? We we got to make this is gonna look. I'm just thinking about like the the visual of Brock Lesnar and then skinny one legged Zach hometown mom little brother my grandmother front row. You see oh. what I'm saying? Like we're gonna like this is gonna be epic. This is gonna be special. <laughs> like like I I it's all about creating these moments. You know, nobody wants to go out and be the third match that's that's forgotten about the very next day. Like you want as a performer, you want to create moments that last forever. And I knew wrestling Brock Lesnar uh, at Joe Louis Arena in Detroit, that was going to be a, an opportunity to create a moment. And so I, I love that match so much, man. And I'm so grateful to Brock for taking care of me um, because obviously he could have killed me if he wanted to, uh, <laughs> but he didn't. He kept me safe, man. And I've always loved that about Brock, and I've always uh, thanked him for that. Um no, my mom was mad though. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, <laughs> my mom was pissed. At least no. you executed a move, a move against Lesnar though. Oh yeah, he, oh she slapped him in the back. Yeah, and that 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 was her <laughs> doing a little bit of improv. Like that wasn't talked about beforehand at all. She and she even jumped the rail to check on me earlier than her cue to do that was. Uh, simply because she felt it was the right time, man. Like my mom's a natural worker. She's a better worker than I am. If you go back and watch that episode, she cuts a promo uh, or she gets interviewed by somebody and her promo is like legit and it's awesome and it's heartfelt and it's emotional and it's, mm, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Um, but she was mad at me because of all the blood. We, 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 we laid out everything that we we're going to do in that match. Uh, except I didn't tell her about the blood that was coming. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, you, you didn't tell her about any blading or did nothing, you? Nothing, nothing. And so so when she hopped the rail and she's checking on me and I'm on the stretcher and I'm a, I'm a mess, she's, mm. like, she's like, Zachary, what is all this blood? What is this shit? What are you doing? You know, like she's yelling at me <laughs> while I'm on the stretch. Yeah, and you're, yeah, and I bet you're like, Mom, you're embarrassing me in front of my fans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't run the angle, Mom. Be at concern, please. 
<laughs> act like the caring mother on TV as you are at home. Yes, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny too because at the time I lived with her. You know, like I was literally I'm a 19 year old kid who lives with his mom. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that was a real deal. So, um, so the whole thing, man. I I love that segment. I I love working with Brock and uh, Mom. If you're watching, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> But yeah, yeah and you know, well, here. and also if you are watching, I applaud your work because yeah. I, <laughs> no one else will ever get the slap Brock in the back again, except <laughs> ex except for little Guido slash Nunzio. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, you were. Oh, don't. Oh, back in two thousand three, I think it was before Zach uh, was even noticed. I think it was when, for some reason, it was a short little stint. It was Undertaker and Brock facing off against the full blooded Italians. And how they got Brock to get trapped in the locker room with that uh, forklift. He had he got slapped in the back so hard. I don't know who it was. I think it was either Nunzio or or Palumbo or maybe even um, Johnny, uh, Johnny the yeah. Bull. Johnny yeah, Johnny Stamboli. the Bull. Johnny Stamboli, but yeah. But, um, well, listen, I, I appreciate you coming on here, Zach, again. Um, yeah. You know, I still – I mean, I got like seven questions here, but you know what? If you ever want to come back here one more time, that would be great because – I mean, personally, I really do think you are a real inspiration to professional wrestling in more ways than one. And I, you know, if a lot of people were to think and know what you've been through, they would really understand how well you've brought things to the business, even if you don't win a world title or anything like that. I mean, because it's it's more about the memories than than the than you are becoming a champion. Because when you look at guys like Junkyard Dog or or even um or even other guys like Roddy Piper, even though he won the O'Connell title, but still he didn't need a title to get over. But right, still, yeah. it's all about the memories, like you say. That's yeah. kind. I'm, hey, man, I appreciate the kind words very much, uh, mm -hmm. sincerely. And, uh, yeah, we'll make that happen. I'll be back soon uh, if you have more questions. Uh, gentlemen, it was nice seeing you again. Very nice much. You, Zach. All right. Thank nice you, Zach. Thank you, Zach. We'll see you. Yeah. All right. Well, that was that was pretty good. Um yeah. Awesome Man. dude as usual. Awesome dude. Let me tell you. Yeah. Let me, let me I, say this. I, I don't like having to correct people, but then again, I know TV and pay-per-view are the same are not are not like completely the same. But then again, hey. Yeah. But still, the thing I love about, about Zach Gowan is the fact that he um he's like the embodiment of, you know, of someone who went through cancer to actually get to where he's at today. Yes, he's went through personal problems. Yes, he's went through, you know. Um, professional problems, but who hasn't? Look at Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's a prime example. Mm -hmm. I mean, and then there is Jake the Snake Roberts. There's Jeff Hardy. There's uh, Scott Hall. I mean, there's a lot of people that have been through a lot of personal, you know, shit. But when you want to talk about someone who has been a very big inspiration, oh, yeah. I, 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 I think of Zach Gowan. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I do agree with you 110% on that one, Jordan. He is a good man. Now, now I ain't going to end this right here because we're just going to get started with our topics. That's right. Uh, just Bandit X91. What up, nerds? Yeah, we're never ending radical dudes. Remember that. So that all being said, <laughs> let's -a go, ho. Yeah. Now, I don't have a wheel with me or anything to help me pick out who's going to go who. Right. Oh, but speaking of um people, Dan, how you doing, man? You just missed Zach Gowan. I was watching. I had internet issues, and I didn't want to jump in and cause it. Just y'all were doing a fine job. I didn't want to, you know, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, professionalism. Just didn't want to mess that up. Y'all were doing a good job. Didn't want to fuck with that. And um, quite all right. Quite but if all. it's Sabu, you'll do it. <laughs> uh, I was not asked to be on the show with Sabu here. I was just someone watching and asked a question. I, I know. Oh, by the way, it's good to have you here too. You know, to help uh, fill in, you know, a spot. But you know. But either way, we're going to go ahead and start our topics. And since you're here, I, I want to do this in alphabetical order. So, Dan, what's your first topic? Actually, my, well, my topic is about social media. You know, in the climate that we're in now, as far as we're in that culture where everyone lives online. My mm-hmm. what question and my topic with you guys is, do you think that social media has been a detriment to the wrestling business? Actually, I'll go ahead and go first and say yes, because one, it has revealed a lot of things that it shouldn't regarding to who's being signed and who's not uh, being signed. It's caused rumors, which are not true, but some rumors that somehow become fact. I mean, there are some things that is done to a point where like if like if you try and reveal something that's, you know, there, then it's no longer, you know, a secret like. I think uh, I think when they brought back Shane McMahon in 2016, I did not really expect that. I read online a lot of times on WrestleZone, multiple times. Never heard or thought of Shane McMahon coming to the WWE, but then again, or coming back to WWE, and yet that's the thing. It's all about you know they they don't lo- they no longer keep secrets anymore, and also they have people like interact with these you know these shills, these trolls online, and they also make themselves like look bad, even if they try to look good, you know? And the thing is, that's but, what really kills it to me. But Jordan, is it fair to say without, with kayfabe, if kayfabe wasn't dead, which I think I, I well, let's be real. Kayfabe is pretty much dead. And for those who don't understand what kayfabe is, it, it, that's the, that's, that's a Mark ass term <laughs> for. Be uh, fake. Yeah. With kayfabe being dead, you wouldn't be here able to do this podcast unless you were like a Dave Meltzer. So, in, in the same breath, would you say that maybe it was a good thing? So now you're here, you're, you're with Michael, you're with Eric, you're with myself having these discussions because social media has allowed you to get, get that platform because it gives you information that you wouldn't normally have. I will say, I'll say, yeah, but you know, in regards to to people in, in the wrestling companies, like big companies like WWE, that's a, that's the big issue. Now, as regards to learning more and studying, I enjoy it real good. I like looking online for things in regards to wrestling about wrestlers who and all that, like, you know, Zach Gowan, for instance, you know, and his story. I mean, like, that's one of them. And I mean, it's been a bigger contributor to me in in some cases, but I try not to let it, you know, over sway or cloud my judgment too much. I'm because I would say, I'm going to I'm going to say it's a negative from my perspective because and I'm I, again I'm going to lean on Eric a lot because again I always refer to he and I as old fogies <laughs> but but I miss the times when when I I when I was a kid Stone Cold Steve Austin was the baddest some bitch in the land and I thought it was real I thought he was really beating the shit out of his boss I thought he was a tough guy and you know I looked at I looked at those wrestlers as a kid again like and I, and I think about this. For me and say Eric, oh, and, and I think Eric's older than I am. But hey, I'll I'll be right back. You keep talking, okay? All right. We um we looked at wrestling. We had we had the attitude era. We lived through the attitude era. We oh, yeah. got to be and and for you younger guys, y'all, you, what y'all have is John Cena. Y'all don't know. Y'all can hear about it. Y'all can learn about it. But you'll never know unless you were there. The experience of watching these 
raucous crowds. Like wrestling was in the mainstream, and it was a big deal to be a wrestling fan. You didn't have to be embarrassed to be a wrestling fan. And I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that there was a splash of realism, mm-hmm. but they had there there was some security, and the internet didn't fuck didn't mess everything up. Where oh now you know that this guy's going to be doing this, and this guy might jump here. There was some surprise. Yeah, so, there were, there were a lot of element of surprises that were back, especially back in the Attitude Era. I mean, um, <laughs> I mean, you, who would have thought that you know X Pac would come back to the WWE back in '98? You know, yeah, and that, and that infamous promo where he goes, you you know, when you when you're building an army, you look to your blood, and bam, there he is. Yeah, and there was X Pac. I was like, hey, I was like, at first he didn't have a name back. I'm like, oh, the one, two, three kids back, and almost didn't recognize him to be honest with you. Then he grew out his hair. I I saw him in WCW at six, but you know, it was like, oh, wait a minute, oh, that's him. So I was like, oh, the night after WrestleMania too, where like debuts and returns and all that good stuff. So. Michael, your thoughts? Uh, I mean, th- that's just outrageous. It's just simple. It's just outrageous. Well, I mean, like in a sense, do you think social media has has a negative or a positive effect on the wrestling business? Uh, uh I can't answer it definitively, but if I had a, I don't have a definitive. Uh, there's no wrong or right answer. It's just a basically it's an opinion. I would, I would definitely, uh, I would like split it 50 50, you know. It, there's two, yeah, two sides of the coin to everything. I, I get what I get what you're saying there, Mike. I mean, <clears throat> in one way, in, in one way, you don't, you know, you don't want spoilers or anything else. The spoilers that's the negative side of thinking what's been going on, but the positive side, you get to know, you know. Everything we want to get to know and learn. That's, I think, I think what you're trying to say is two sides of the coin to everything. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's really tough. It's, it's, it's a toss up. So, yeah. it depends on how you look at it. Yeah, that's point. No, absolutely. And again, it's just, I, I'm just asking a question. And, I, my, and as far as that goes, I just want something thought provoking that we can have that conversation because, like, we, we're all equal minded here and we're open minded to the idea of perspective. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I like I said, I wasn't uh, I wasn't a huge wrestling fan until 1991. I mean, I watched uh, the Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling cartoon in the 80s. I'm 44, just to let you know. So I'll probably gonna beat you by in, a, a year or two. But um, <laughs> you got me by 10. 10? Oh, you're 34. <laughs> and there you go. I'm the oldest one here. I'm the dinosaur of this group, and I'm not grim. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, and I watched the Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. I known about Hogan and Roddy Ray Piper. So okay. But I really did not get into wrestling until 1991. I was over at my grandparents' house watching Survivor Series for Thanksgiving. Um, they replayed the paper. They must have had the pay per view for three for free or something like that. And seeing Hogan and Undertaker. When I first that's my first time I saw Undertaker, I got into it. I thought he was a unique character back then. It's crazy you say that because they've I remember the first match. The first match I ever watched with my father was the Undertaker versus Mankind buried alive. Oh, that was a cool and I'm no 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 I'm sorry the boiler room brawl that was the oh, first match was- I had ever watched with my father and I was instantly don't get me wrong like when I was a kid they used to take us to the Sportatorium in Dallas and I got to see the Von Erichs as a kid I didn't understand the significance of that as a kid but I I got to be there I have pictures in my mom's old photo albums of me with gentleman Chris Adams on his shoulder and Kevin Von Erich and you know and I got to meet the missing link and all these characters that were there. 
But I didn't, again, as a kid, you don't understand that significance. But like I said, the first match I remember ever watching of significance was the Boiler Room Brawl. And I remember as a kid getting emotional because Paul Bear betrayed The Undertaker after that crazy yeah, clusterfuck of a match. Yeah, that, well, that, under, that rivalry, I mean, it showed um, The Undertaker a new dimension to work with, which is really cool because from 1990 to 95, you know, almost like. Almost like almost like a robotic zombie who like feels no pain and all that. But then I think when mankind jumped in, it's like you had a feeling that the McFoley's character, mankind, would give the Undertaker more of a challenge. And, and he and he did. There's not. I don't think there's anybody else other than say Brock with the biker Undertaker that gave um, the Undertaker a, a, a greater battle. I mean, he he had a better win loss. Mankind before he became like the level Muppet that we all know and love. He 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 gave the Undertaker more distress. Like you didn't know nine times out of ten, you knew Undertaker was going over, but with Mankind, you just didn't know. Right, because Mankind's so unpredictable. Would, but that was probably one of the best feuds ever of Undertaker, him and Mankind. No, no doubt about. Which it. eventually climaxed with the you know Hell in the Cell. Oh you yeah, know, thank God he didn't die. His tooth went through his lip, yeah, into his nose. Then thumbtacks involved in that matchup, which is oh, easier. How he's even walking, you know, and thank God for DDP yoga, which kind of put his body back into shape. But what I'm saying is like Jordan and, and, and Michael, they can, they can go back and look at clips, but there's nothing like living through the actual attitude era and being that kid, you know, Mondays were prime time and you get off at school, you finish your homework, you're at the, your, your ass is parked in front of the TV. It's time. Oh, Steve yeah. Austin's going to be on Goldberg's going to be on. Oh yeah. And you're, you're you're flipping back and forth. Exactly. And was a, that yeah. award was a lot of fun. I mean, DX um, got over the real original quick. DX. Well, not when did when Shawn Michaels? This is like after WrestleMania. DX really when they had uh, X Pac and the Outlaws joining them. Yeah, that's they what I'm really, talking about. Yeah, they really the DX Army, as I call them. Um, they really pushed the envelope and. So Absolutely, and they they did things that like nowadays would look tame and and what have you like, but pushing Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie off of a stage in that dumpster. Granted, if you look at it now, it looks kind of hokey, but at the time, oh my yeah. God, we yeah. didn't know if we were dead. When I was, actually when I was watching that on the network, you know, and I didn't have you know, even though I didn't watch it back then as a kid, even though I think I was uh, too young to be watching wrestling in that uh, um, TV, you know, rating at that time, but. Still, when I watched it on the network and I see Sonny like really selling the the work, I was like, "Wow, they are they they are, they they they, 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 were, they were trying, man. They were they were making this look legit. And you know what? That is how you do TV. And, you know, and, and the wrestlers, you've got, you, you've got to get people to fall for that trap to think that what happened is legit. But see, Jordan, that's the thing. Nowadays, and I feel like I almost pity the younger generation didn't get to see it. And I think, Eric, you're going to agree with me on this. It wasn't a trap. To us, it was real. That was, yeah, it was, that was like only real. It wasn't a gimmick. Oh, it yeah. Was, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and we're, I'm talking about like when I saw Cactus Jack for the first time, I remember my dad, who was a huge wrestling fan, and you know, my dad sounds like Tony Montana, but he was like, Mijo, look, look, it's Cactus Jack, Mijo. Mira, look, Cactus Jack. And I'm like, who? He's like, Mijo, he was the baddest man in WCW, Mijo. He's in W, the Cactus Jack. You know, you know what, what? What is he going to say next? Man, you look at this pelican fly. <laughs> well, and, that's, and that's the thing. Like, like, when he came out, I was like, whoa. 
And that you hear that and you see him come out with a wanted t-shirt and you believed it. I think that the, the apex of that was the Royal Rumble, Triple H versus Cactus Jack. And he, I really believe, and I, no one's going to convince me to this day, he wasn't. He didn't talk him into a state of fear because you see Triple H who had this like mean, badass look. But after three yeah. seconds of talking to him, oh, shit, he's going he's gonna to stab him in the fucking eyeball. Yeah, that yeah, that was a, that was crazy. You know, I think you're talking about guys who made the Attitude Era. That play Stone Cold. You got The Rock who was starting to come into his own when he became the leader of the nation. And then, then they was the national champion. Um, yeah, Triple H was another DX, was the whole thing. Undertaker, Mankind. The Nation of Domination was something that has never, will never be duplicated as well. I don't yeah. Think I think, you know, I think the Nation of Domination is way better than the, than the nation name they went to after Farouk was kicked out, to be honest. Yeah, and adding Owen Hart, which was even a uh, bigger thing. That threw me for a loop, though, because like you have four or five militant black guys, and who were including you know, uh, and, and Elo. when the na- when the nation started, yeah. it was actually a hodgepodge. You had Crush, you had Savio Vega. It was this, but when they really accepted the roots, yeah. it was almost like it was a so so. I guess with Apollo Cruz now in his um. Uh, one man nation, man uh, disease. Yeah, commander. yeah, it, yeah. It, it was that turned to eleven, but they really accepted that the fruits of like the Black Panthers, and they just really and Farouk is so, he's so underrated. When oh, yeah. uh, when him and Steve Austin had their program, and Austin looks at him and says, "It's not a black thing. It's not a white thing. It's a me whooping your ass thing." Like no, he felt he, that. No, he said like this ain't a race thing, it ain't a color thing. This is a me, me, you know, like doing what you just said, which I thought was pretty cool. And uh, when you had him again, Farouk was so underrated as far as a talker. When he went against the Undertaker and started saying it's a conspiracy, he goes, "This ain't." He goes, "I know what this is about. Those aren't the disciples of the apocalypse. Those are the disciples of the Undertaker." And they like he just went into that whole gimmick, and you felt like he was an angry, militant black man who was tired of getting messed with. Wait, this disciples like is he talking about like the ones that rode on motorcycles yeah because you had whenever the whenever the back then there was a lot of groups like you had los breakwise you had the disciples of the apocalypse and then you had uh, the, the nation of that, uh, the yeah. heart foundation as well how far heart foundation too yeah so i mean like man man these faction nowadays but anyway um hey do, do you have a is that uh you know, for your first topic, Dan, because, I mean, I want to see if uh, Eric wants to talk about something, you know, real quick. Yeah, good. All right, Eric, what's your first topic, man? Okay, my first topic, uh, as you know, I'm, I'm living in New Bedford, Massachusetts, and last week on, on an episode of Wheel of Fortune, there, uh, my hometown was featured as a puzzle, which I thought was really, really cool. When, you, when your hometown gets a shout-out, any big-name game show or show or anything like that, it is, uh, to me, I... I consider it an honor. I don't know if I can share. Uh, I'm going to do a share screen. I think. Uh, uh, see, easy. Yeah. Uh, all right. Share screen. Um, let's see if I can uh, hold up. Um, no, no. What, what, what am I doing? I need. I need. To sh- How do I share a picture? I want. I, I do have the picture. Uh, um. Wait. Hold on. Do you- hold on, with me, folks. This is the first time I'm doing this. So. Hmm. Wait, let me uh, help you out. Hold on. Okay, you see the choose to want to, sh- to choose what to share. 
Yeah, I want to share a pic of that because okay, there, okay, go to okay, go to Chrome tab. You know, do you see uh, that? Chrome tab. Yes. Okay. On new tab, Chrome tab. What? What? Try oh. that. All right, and then you find wherever you got the picture set up. Oh, I have I had the picture um in my files. That's what I'm trying to ask. Let's see if I can. Uh, okay. Um. Oh, how do I do this? Give me uh, a second, folks. I'm really sorry. This is the first time I've done this. Oh, I wish Brandon would have shown show me how to do this. Do you want me? Do you want me to show it? Yeah, in New Bedford, Massachusetts. Yeah, um, want me to? Yeah, I can. I can. I can share it for you. Just send it to me through uh, Facebook, and I'll do it. Okay, no problem. Give me a second here. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, uh, folks. Uh, it's my first time trying to share a picture and. That way people There's can... also a share icon for the uh, in StreamYard. So. I know the share icon, but it didn't. Uh, it didn't. That's uh, okay. I don't know why it was not working. Where are you? Uh, come on. Either way. Uh, give me a second here. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll, I'll do this while while I like while I keep talking. Um, yeah. Anytime. Every time. Anytime my city gets a shout out. Or anything like that, um, I consider it an ultimate honor because that, that you know, because the, the category was on on the map. It was part of a toss-up question. There, I hope you got it. Uh, hold on. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay. Now I see it. Let me just right. uh, open yeah. a new tab. And all right, here we go. Let's see. So. Uh, there you go. All right, here we go. All right, see that's um, somebody uh, posted that from uh, New Bedford, Massachusetts. My first time. Um, I know it's been mentioned on Jeopardy as a question, but you know, whenever that happens for me, I just, I just hope that you know, it 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 inspires me a little bit. So it makes me feel good, be proud from the city. Yeah. So that's my first topic. I'm done with that. <laughs> that's actually pretty interesting. Hold on, Alex. I I think uh, Alex Paris sent me a photo. Hold on one second. Uh oh. Fun, funny how I, you know, funny how I'm, you know, hosting the show, you know, with the controls, and now he's sending me a photo. What do you got in store now? There's only a few things. There, I mean, there's only a couple things that he could have sent me. Could have sent you a funny picture. Oh, this is funny. I no, this is funny right here. Hold <laughs> on, I'm, I'm I'm definitely sharing this. Hold on. All right, go ahead, go ahead. I want, I want to see what you got, Jordan. I want to see what Mr. Paris has sent us here. He always sends uh, some like psycho Alex pictures and all Mr. that. Mr. Paul, like yeah, like Mr. Paraz, like the Pokemon Par Paris or whatever. Anyway, here you go. Let's see what he what is he said. <laughs> Come on, guys. That that actually reminds me of Luke Skywalker. You know, like I don't know even know what I'm doing here. We're wasting our time. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, hey. Empire Strikes Back. Empire Strikes Back. That is one of the best uh, Star Wars films of the original trilogy. But I actually like, you know, uh, Return of the Jedi more. But I'll always consider. Uh, oh yeah, but hey, it's good to it's good to be back, Alex. Just to, to just to reply to you when you said uh, it's good to have me back on RNR last night on your stream. But anyway, um, now granted, I wasn't there. I was in the live chat, just uh, busting his balls. But um, but yeah. I think I'll go ahead and uh, do one of my topics right now. Um, my topic is the top 16 um, best-selling Sega Genesis games. 
Now, most of these copies sold Sega. are not are not all in, you know, like in order as they should, like with the many um, various of um, of times when I've presented this topic, like with the Nintendo ones. Mm. But I will do my best in regards to this, you know, because, you know, I don't think whoever was in, in behind Wikipedia or did their research didn't put too much effort in it, but I'll do my best. Mm. So right here coming at number 16 is Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and it sold over 1 million in the U.S. I have that game. And also, now here's more than 1 million now uh, regards to these games, is number 15, X-Men. Don't have that one. Number 14, Sonic Spinball. That is by far one of the most difficult games you will ever fucking play. <laughs> but I am, the, I am one of the few people that could say that has beaten it. Kind of like with Mega Man. Oh, don't get me started. Mega Man's my shit. <laughs> <laughs> number number thirteen. Number thirteen. NFL football ninety-four. Eh. And and oh yeah, and here's um more than one million in the U yet in the U yet U US. US uh, man. This motherfucker saying U Yevin. Apparently he's stuck on Final Fantasy. <laughs> I don't want to hear it, Dan. NFL ninety-eight. Let's see, huh? It just makes it so easy. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I say, okay? Did I say NFL L98 already? Yeah, you, you did. did. You Thank did. you. You did. You also said you given, but <laughs> coming at number number eleven is Miss Pac-Man. Love Miss Pac-Man, classic. My mother, my that was my mother's thing, bro. Every time I went, I went to a place called Fun Time Pizza. Like you know, those old with the, you know, the animatronic bears and shit. Basically, Fazbear's frights before it became Fazbear's frights. <laughs> we had a you had a bear playing a banjo and a, and a peacock inside of a damn wool drum, and they were like, "Welcome to One Time Pizza." But my mom would always be caught at uh, a Chuck E. Cheese back in the day. Trust me on that one. Chuck E. Cheese was like, "What? What? You know, when do they put him on meth?" That's what I want to know. I I don't know. I really don't know. You know my I, my my Chuck E. Cheese wore a bow tie, was a fat ass, and ate all that fucking pizza. This one nowadays is a is a meth addict and has issues. <laughs> now, yeah, back yeah, back in the day when my cousin's celebrating her birthday, and I go over, man, the arcades that make a beeline. Give me ten or fifteen tokens. I'm heading to the arcades. I'm gonna go play Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time, or uh, Fight from Manhattan, or whatever. Uh, Secret of the Ooze. <laughs> Woo. Kid Nicky Radical Ninja was one of the first games I played. Anyway, so coming at number 10 is Jurassic Park. Welcome to Jurassic Park. That was actually really good. You could either play as a raptor or you could play as uh, Alan Hunt. Anyway, the actor from the game who, who he wore the, he had the blue shirt and the hat. Really fucking difficult, but excellent game. Now coming at number 9, Mortal Kombat 3. And I'm talking Mortal Kombat 3, not Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. Yeah, that was a dis- that was yeah that was a disappointment. Any game that doesn't have Scorpion just meh. oh this one sold like one point oh two million in the U.S. Anyway, coming at um, number eight, what that was sold one point four million in the U.S. Bundled with the Sega Genesis and Mega Drive hardware is Altered Beast. That game's fun. That game was pretty fun. I remember playing it. It reminded me of. Uh, do you remember the fighting game Bloody Roar? Yeah. That 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 it was, yeah. Alter Beast always reminded me of that. Oh, yeah. 
Now, coming at number seven is Street Fighter II Special Champion Edition. It sold one million, one point sixty-five million copies. Not surprised. It should have sold less because it was a garbage fucking game. You had to push the start button to get access to your other moves. Like you had to be because the Sega Genesis, the the Mega Drive only had three buttons. So you had to push the start button to get to your kicks. You had to push the start button to get to your punches. It was just it was ridiculously stupid. Mm. Well, coming at number six, I believe, is Mortal Kombat Two that sold and at least sold one point seventy eight million copies in the U.S. Cool, cool game. Mortal Kombat Two was a good game. Get at me, bro. Fuck you, Young Shang Tsung. I will whoop your ass. Hmm. Raiden's my fighter. Why did they put Raiden in the third game, or or did they? No, they didn't. They didn't. Um, no. Until oh, not, not, not even Ultimate Mortal Kombat Three. Nope. No, Ray Raiden was out because they were they were going for a darker ed- edge, and yeah, he didn't come back till four. Or, or okay. Mortal Kombat trilogy, because I remember the storyline where. Raiden's like, I, I'm not going to interfere and let the others go at it. So, Well, he felt guilty because he felt like it was his fault that Shang's, or Shao Kahn kept coming back. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not getting involved. Always so. got always got, a, always got, to place blame on yourself, but, you yeah. know. Like, like someone I know, <coughs> someone in this group that <coughs> just like to... <laughs> 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 can, can you say <coughs> martyr? <laughs> Middle finger thing. <laughs> Now, now coming at now here's the top five. Coming at number five is NBA Jam, and that mm-hmm. sold at least one point ninety three million in the U.S. Boom shakalaka! NBA Jam. Did you know that you could play as Bill Clinton in that game? And bang Monica Lewinsky while you're at it. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. If I can get this right, I'm gonna look ridiculous. I, I'm Mother J Dog, and I am I'm a martyr. Oh. <laughs> you know you look like you know you look like a whistless mother. Where's your rocking chair? I'm trying to be like you when I grow up, J Man. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? At least you're comfy. I'm very comfy. I got Ben Gay on my legs. I dude, I've been walking like three or four miles a night now that I'm back in a uniform. Ugh. How's the money coming? No, oh, it's damn good, but it's just fucking hell. That's Crazy all people. there is. That's all there is to it, man. That's all right. But continue. But anyway, here's a. Number. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss <laughs> <laughs> <Ms>. Lewinsky. <laughs> all right. Here's, okay. Here's one that you might uh, find interesting. And now this is like a bundle thing. I think it is. Like it's like you know for some reason shared. Um, coming at number four is Sonic the Hedgehog three and Sonic and Knuckles sold like okay. four million copies. Now so let Sonic me explain and, that. Let me explain and, that. Well, can I say this real quick? Sonic and Knuckles sold like one point twenty four million in the U S. While Sonic three uh, sold one point oh two million in the U S. <laughs> it's two games. Sonic three is 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 a game. But Sonic and Knuckles was a first of its kind. So the cartridge for Sonic and Knuckles came with an expansion port where you lift the top of the cartridge and you put either Sonic 3 on top or one of the other Sonic games and you could play as either Tails or another character. But if you put Sonic 3 on top, it was two separate games. You play through Sonic 3 and then when you get to Sonic and Knuckles, you play the game Sonic and Knuckles. If, you, if any of you are the fan of that game, look up the Super Beard Brothers and the Completionist 
They do an excellent run through of the game. It's amazing. It's a really good. It, like, I'm not a Sonic fan, but I love those games. Mm. And now we get to number three, and it's uh, Disney's Aladdin, and it sold four million copies. Aladdin's my favorite movie of all time. Let me tell you. I, I, I will. I, I I will have to say I, I uh, behind the Lion King because you can't fucking outdo James Earl Jones. I don't care what I don't care what you say. James Earl Jones killed in that movie, literally and figuratively. Well, no, he died, but spoilers. But uh. Aladdin, I, there's a special story about Aladdin for the Sega Genesis with me. I thought it was trash. I thought it was horrible because mm-hmm. I was a Super Nintendo baby. I was better than all you fucks with a Sega who had Sega. I had, I had, thirty two bits mm-hmm. on my Super. What, what was it? What was the Super Nintendo? It, Nintendo was a sixteen bitter. Yeah, my sixteen bit was the no no no. It was thirty two, wasn't it? Uh, no, because oh the Mega Drive. My bad. I'm sorry. But Aladdin for Super Nintendo was so much crisper, so much better. It Fucking was just, just uh, the only thing that Sega had was a sword. But mm-hmm. the Aladdin for Super Nintendo, from like the like floating off of buildings, jumping the Cave of Wonders, fighting. I, I wish they had more bosses. But other than that, it was a good game. Well, Aladdin's my favorite all time. Well, at least you can get it for the Switch now. So all right, true. All right, check this out, guys. Now, coming at number two, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Now, more than 6 million copies were sold worldwide. Ready for this? In North America, 5 million as of 1996. United Kingdom, 750,000 in first week as of November 1992. Japan, 400,000 as of March 1993. And France, Germany, Spain, and Australia, 750,000 pre-orders as of 1992. Boy, Sonic has been known worldwide. Let me tell you. Whew. Yeah, but oh. how, how how much did that affect? When uh, is, is Sega still a console company? Mm. Uh, no. So he wasn't. He wasn't. He may have been fast, but he wasn't fast enough to say, make them sales. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not his fault that he had to blow his money on Coke and Dreamcast stock. <laughs> no, the Dreamcast is underrated. What would have what have what would have saved them is if they would have waited one more year and come out with a DVD drive on the Dreamcast because that's the only thing that the PlayStation had over them. The Dreamcast and well, the controllers sucked a dick. Let's just be real. The Dreamcast controllers trash. Yeah, but the Dreamcast itself was an excellent fucking game. You know, I, I had a friend. Well, I had a friend who had a mod chip, and it was the first time I got to play uh, Dragon Ball GT Final Bout was on a Dreamcast. And uh, how are you doing, Juggalo Gamer eighty five uh, Remington? So like the, the the Dreamcast was a great system. Like uh, what was it Phantoms or something like that? I can't remember what it was called, but it was, that was an excellent fucking game. It just didn't have the only thing it didn't have was a DVD drive. Yeah, yeah true that. Only mm-hmm. one thing I will say though, I know that um like I might get to the Dreamcast soon regarding to the top you know um games that were sold for it, but I will say though. If there's one of two games from Mortal Kombat that actually made it look good, it was uh, the Sub Zero one and the Gold one. Mortal Kombat Sub-Zero, Gold. That, but that again, they, that was a. If you're gonna really put effort into a, a side scroller beat 'em up with a Mortal Kombat game, you can't. They they failed in my opinion as far as mythologies with Sub Zero mythologies. That's why there was never a sequel to it. It just. And that's why nobody will touch Capcom in the side scrolling beat 'em ups. That's no, point. true. But I kind of like, you know, thought, you know, the live action parts for Sub-Zero in the game. It, you know, I wish, you know, they made a movie out of it because that would have been more fun. Yeah, that was, I thought that, that was that was a nice touch. Well, if we're talking breaking, so- breaking news, Alex Paris, he's not played Mortal Kombat yet. 
Oh, and by the way, it's uh, with a K and not a C. In fact, they act. That's actually a tr- that's actually a funny story because someone was supposed to someone misplaced it with a K instead of a C when they were trying to make the the like trying to spell it. Mm. But well, then again, the that's, kind of, that's, kind of, that's kind of stupid because I mean the K K and C are not even close to the keyboard, or I mean like one's over here, one's over there. Mm. Yeah, but it's so iconic now. They're not going to change yeah, it. It is. I it is. Awesome. I, I, got no, I got no issues with it. I think that's... Well, well, look at this. You have Mortal Kombat, which is the only game that literally can say they have Spawn, Robocop, Leatherface, Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, Rambo, all in their canon. Yeah, True. Add the Terminator and the Joker, which is even crazier. Which again, they competed. They competed with Capcom. Capcom, of course, having Marvel, them having DC. They Mortal Kombat, as far as the story, is excellent. I think, and I hate to say this because I grew up as a Street Fighter guy, but mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat story is is so much better than Street Fighters. Oh yeah. And I and if I if I have to choose a villain, I'm going to choose Bison every time because I think he's a, he's more fleshed Bison. out. But Bison. but. I remember you. You were uh, deal. I remember you were dealing with him on your Twitch at one time, Bison. You know, I think it was. Uh, yeah. It wasn't at that. When I, what is it at that time when I was criticizing uh, that one of the women's, uh, like one of the women in that game of their, uh, their, um, uh, costumes. I think Trips is in agreement with me on that one. No. Okay. So I beat Bison. Fun. That was fine. You y'all were judging me for punching Sakura, who was basically a Japanese school girl, school girl in the face, and stabbing her in the tit. That's what you were giving me shit for. I wasn't well. Then again, if I did, then I don't you, remember you were, that. You were part. criticizing me, you dick. I was <laughs> criticizing someone in the game, not you. There's nothing wrong with Cody Travers, mayor of Metro City, stabbing somebody in the tit with a knife. Have you Either been way, to Metro City? If I if I if I have, I'll you'll be the first to know. <laughs> Capcom beat em ups are amazing though. Like Final Fight, uh, a very underrated one. Knights of the Round. I don't know if you ever played oh, that. that. I, I played that. Um, that. For the Capcom Causes Collection Part 2 for the PlayStation 2, when I, first, I had a first opportunity. Lancelot, Arthur, and Percival, and yeah. the bosses were all amazing in that game. The music, the soundtrack of that game. Ugh. Oh, yeah. By yeah. the way, there's there's only one more game right here, and it's number one. You ready for this? Okay. Right here at number one, and that's not a shock to everyone, Sonic the Hedgehog um, mm. had, had 15 million copy sold bundled with the Genesis slash Mega Drive hardware. Mm. Yeah. Not, not going to lie. That's, it, that's incredible. I'll, with uh, Say what you want, but that little Italian plumber fucking whooped his ass. Mm. <laughs> True, it did, but still, the thing is, you got to like how you know the numbers of how many units or copies are sold, because that's what I like. I like, you know, looking at these numbers. Because that, they were like, you know, lit back then. The, the, you know, but then you had, that's what the thing is, though. You like, you have, you had your Sega fan, again, Eric, you and me. Mm, yep. Sega fanboys, mm. Nintendo fanboys. And I will swear by Nintendo, it was a better put together hardware. It was a better system. Everything about the Super Nintendo was better, in my opinion. I remember getting you know- Nintendo back in 1988 at a toy store called Child World with uh, Peter Panda as the mascot. You can look that up. Uh, That's like Jeffrey the Giraffe. Yeah, Jeffrey the Giraffe on Toys R Us. It's like everybody that I know and all my friends back in the day had a Nintendo. I won a Nintendo. 
Back then, I had a ColecoVision. You poor up. bastard. You poor, poor bastard. <laughs> but I always wanted Nintendo. I was a kid back then. Yeah. And, but, you know, and that's what that was, Nintendo was a big thing back in the day. So everybody had one. I wanted to get one. So. I, I remember, I remember, you know, because this from Donnelly is a wrestling podcast, but I remember what changed everything was we got the N64, uh, WrestleMania 2000, mm -hmm. the like literally the creative character on that, and then No Mercy, the creative character on that game. We literally, because like you could play the four way ladder matches in that game, <laughs> we would have over two hour matches. Like you would go to a like the time limit only went to an hour. We would double down on it twice. <laughs> trying to find a winner, like, like we would kill our summers just playing fucking <laughs> wrestling, playing wrestling games on the N sixty four, and and again, Nintendo was always ahead of the curve. Oh, they yeah. were the first one to come out with that four person controller setup. You know, like oh, and the controller so easy. Off. I know, I I I heard of that man. It anyway, up, oh sorry, go ahead. I was like, he came up with everything: the NES Advantage, the NES Max, all these per peripherals and whatnot. Yeah. It's insane. Either way, uh, it's time. I'm already done with my topic. Uh, Michael, what do you got for your topic? First topic, man. This is the only uh, wrestling-related results I'm going to give for the night, and that's for the results from Monday Night Raw this past Monday. Monday Night Rancid. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a point. <laughs> Acknowledge me. Smack yeah. that was better. Uh, we're going right. to start things off with a segment, of course, opening with the WWE champion Bobby Lashley or the, the almighty Thank Bobby you. The almighty. The almighty. I yeah. love Lashley as champion. I love Lashley as champion. I think that it's about damn time. He comes off like a badass. He looks like a world champion. You know, he's like he's like Flair. He walked around in, in, in expensive suits. He's got the perfect mouthpiece in MVP. And who would have thought MVP would be the that, that good of a mouthpiece? Oh, yeah. And who, would, and who would have thought he would be you? And who would have thought he would be coming down to the ring with five women? I'm mean, like, who are you? The Godfather or something? <laughs> Somebody hop on the... Yeah, you you, you, you you youngsters, you youngsters don't appreciate the Godfather like we. Hey, I appreciate the Godfather. What you talking about? Yeah, him supposed I mean, down. originated. <laughs> but like when he when he started walking down with the ladies, he originated that, and for, for Bobby Lashley to to follow in the footsteps of the Godfather for like one night only. But he's not, he's not, he's not following though. He's just that much man that he needs for women. He's the, uh, he's the WWE heavyweight champion. Mike. Yeah. He should be, he should the be. Almighty, that should be the, 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 almighty. The, the almighty heavyweight champion of the world. But yeah. I don't think we would have gotten it. I think, you know, people say, well, why did they do this 10 years ago? Or why didn't they do this back when he was originally? But he needed time to weigh. This character would not exist if it wasn't for his time in TNA. Yeah. Boom. There you go. Absolutely. Well, and then lastly, issued an open challenge. Mm -hmm. That was until Drew McIntyre entered looking uninjured, seeming though that. Mac Strowman and McIntyre were unable to attend because of their injuries. McIntyre still attended, 
So I'm not. I'm over McIntyre. I, I like Drew McIntyre, but you know you're, they're ramming him down people's throats like they did uh, Roman. I, and he's Cena. an excellent talent. He's an excellent talent. Great on the mic. All that other stuff. It's like Charlotte. Chill out. Let us, you know, make the heart want. Make us want him to come back. Absolutely. And then for our first match of the night. We've got AJ. We got one half of the Raw Tag Team Champions, AJ Styles, or the the phenomenal AJ Styles. Say it again. The phenomenal AJ Styles, accompanied by Omas, taking on Elias, accompanied by Jackson Riker. This match ended in a disqualification with the winner being AJ Styles defeating Elias at a time at 11 minutes and 45 seconds. They don't want none. They don't want yeah. none. They, don't they want really scared because they don't really want none. Can I just yeah. like gloat? Like I've been like, I, I had, I for a little while there, I got the Impact Plus app and I was going back <laughs> and watching. He really is everything he says he was. Granted, he can't do like some of the things he used to. But from the spiral tap to the Styles Clash to the matches he phenomenal had in forearm. TNA, that phenomenal forearm can eat a dick, man. That was his one of his base moves. Them turning that into a finisher, ugh. but yeah, I I prefer the Styles Clash. I, I prefer the stat. I prefer the Styles Clash over the you know the phenomenal forearm or anything else any day. But the, the the, you, I would say now, and they don't give him enough uh, play, but. He is the ricochet from back then. Like anything that you could imagine, he could do. I go back to a six sides of steel match against him and Abyss. Oh, and that was that was a good one. He the, the 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 margin for error was like inches. He jumped between the cage and the ropes, landing on Abyss. Abyss threw him against the guardrail. This fucker slid underneath the guardrail, yes. jumped back on the guardrail, and then flipped onto Abyss. He was that he was, was a smaller guy who could make big guys look incredible. His matches was... with Christian Cage, his matches with well, I can't stand Jarrett, but his matches with Jarrett, Samoa Joe and him print Chris money. Just, yes. Oh, Wendy. I think yeah. Chris. I think I think I like his matches with Christopher Daniels a lot more better because they really knew how to put on a show. And they're best That's friends, cool. of course they did. I mean, hmm. but either way, uh, Michael, you were yeah. saying. Yeah, still continuing. Then we have if Angel Garza taking on Drew Gulak. What did that match? Angel Garza defeated Drew Gulak. And this is the first time we'll put in the word a quickie. Wait a minute. You know what? <laughs> I, I know I know Andrew's gonna kill me for this, but you know what? Ah, uh, screw it. A quickie! <laughs> uh. As far as Angel Garza goes, I don't I, I don't know if y'all like the gimmick, but him just sliding his pants off. I don't I've never been a fan of it. I don't okay, I start a match off with breakaway pants and then and midway through the match I break away my pants. I, I, I for me it was never I he comes off like a poorly dressed male stripper. <laughs> yeah, he, he raised a good point, I'm not gonna lie. I I, I, I felt always I always felt, you know, like why you always have to keep, you know, wearing those pants and then do that thing you do, you know? I think that they, it was a wasted it was a wasted opportunity. You had Andrade, you had you had La Sombra, you had one of the greatest lucha libre stars of all time. Like, and say what you want, but 
but he he is better than Mysterio. He's better than fucking, uh, and I you, you may judge me for this. He's got a better build than Mysterio. He could get the heel over better than fucking uh, Alberto. You had your 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 link to the Latin America fan base, and you just you, you pissed it away. Yeah. yeah. In case anyone's interested in the time for that match, two minutes and ten seconds. Mm. And thank and, you very much. And then, this, and then Bro. this one was, and then we have a new WWE twenty four seven champ, Akira Tozawa, defeated our truth. Jordan Jordan hasn't won that belt yet. They haven't <laughs> degraded that belt enough yet that Jordan hasn't won the twenty four seven title. They haven't. They haven't. They haven't and, come to my area. Yeah. And then, <laughs> which is sad. We, <laughs> and then we have Kofi Kingston accompanied by Xavier Woods taking on Randy Orton accompanied by the original bro Riddle bro, bro. I like Riddle say I don't care what anybody says I love Riddle bro Riddle, Trips Riddle. hates him Trip hate, Trips hates fucking Riddle I got no problem with Riddle it's just the fact that you know with his character what he did like the night after Wrestlemania night 2 I I was thinking like, dude, like you're going and I quote and I quote. I'm like, if you Bro. keep saying and I quote one more time, Bro. like Michael, my, like Michael Cole, I'm about, I'm about to get. I'm about With to the give anonymous you... raw general manager. Bro. Yeah, yeah, like I'm about to find something to use as a rectal thermometer if he keeps, you know, that <laughs> and I quote. Okay, so, 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 <laughs> what what are y'all's thoughts on RK Bro? I actually got no problem with it as long as they make what? it work. A lot of people are comparing it to the Rock and Sock connection. Exactly. And that's a good comparison. So the Rock, let's just be real. The Rock in his time, he, he was a third generation superstar. The guy could just flow and move and make shit happen. He Technically, I don't think, I, I mean, granted, he's a lot of flash, the Rock was. Mm. But the guy could move. The guy could wrestle. The guy had it all. He was a, If you were building a wrestler back in the Attitude Era, you know, from the ground up, I think Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, would have been your guy. No different than looking at Randy Orton now, third generation superstar. He's already got all the accolades, great talent in the ring, knows how to talk, knows how to sell being visceral, better heel, in my opinion. But if you're building the perfect wrestler for the perfect career, like you want that, you want to put a staple on what it is to be a, a wrestler, Randy Orton's always going to be it. No one moves like he does in the ring. True. Absolutely. And where did that match? Kofi Kingston won at a time at five minutes and ten seconds. Wait, was what? What? what wait, was this uh, Kingston versus Orton? Kingston versus Orton. Yeah, I think they, they have done better matches than that. Yeah. Like, oh, don't worry. He had he had another one later in the night, but we'll save it for when I get okay. to that, of course. And then next up, we have the WWE Women's Tag Team Title Match. Player Holla Holla. <laughs> oh. It looks stupid, but that's okay. We've got the current champions, Tamina Snuka and Natalia. Oh, yeah. The title. Yeah, I, remember, I heard about that Tamina winning the title. You know what? Mazel tov to her for actually earning, uh, you know, earning it because that means – in, me, in my view, that proves hard work pays off. Yeah. Defending – yeah, and they're defending the uh, the women's tag team titles against Shayna Baszler, known as the Queen of Spades. Oh, yeah. Should I do it again? No. Do it. I think – Do it. Okay. Do it. 
Jordan, Jordan, I sent you something. I sent you something. I sent you something, Jordan. I want to know if you want to react to that. It's in the same realm of talking about COVID Kingston. Because his theme music from back in the day was very like mis, mis- misinterpreted. SOS. I like yes. it. Yes. Oh. I-, I love that. I love the theme, but it's <laughs> we found this years ago. We found this years ago. <laughs> and it's with the mis it's the misunderstood lyrics <laughs> to his theme music. <laughs> It's uh, if y'all want, if you want to put it, and we can react. That's to it. freaking it's funny, you. dude. That's freaking funny. <laughs> but I can't, but I can't display it because I don't want to get, I don't want to get brand uh, channel copyright. Shit. Uh, so the, I will put the, the link in the chat. But yeah, it's a, it, it basically I like say, it, you know it, what? That's that's even better. I'll do that. It's a good idea. It um. So, it, it, <clears throat> so they're defending the title to get Shannon Baszler known as the Queen of Spades. And we'll not talk about my bae Shayna Baszler, her ass kicking abilities, <laughs> and her partner Naya. My whole oh. what happened to her, dude? She looks like a tightly wrapped up sausage in that damn ring attire. <laughs> you know They're what? The funny thing is the fact that ever since she said that, she pretty much owned herself. Huh. She's. I mean, the thing is, I used to think she was really attractive. I thought she was a beautiful woman, but like every time I see her, it's like they're putting more sausages in that plastic. Maybe more sausages downstairs too. Yeah, yeah. Winner that match, and still WWE Women's Tag Team Champions Tamina and Natalia at a time at three minutes and fifteen seconds. I'm Mm. like, wow. And it's not even what 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 Eric are you laughing at it too? <laughs> yeah, he's laughing at it too. I know what he's laughing at. Yeah, it's a shame. What's a shame? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I'm gonna have to send my da- I'm gonna I'm gonna send that to my dad. You know, he'll probably get a laugh at that. Oh, you know, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a that's that stuff is hilarious, Dan. Brian chicken man. <laughs> <laughs> and then no more time <laughs> we have got the current uh, is it United States champion Seamus or the current United States Salah. champion the Celtic warrior Seamus taking on the one and only the preeminent high flyer Ricochet Underused, underutilized. Like it's they they've ruined that guy. He needs to go to AEW. Just plainly put, AEW needs Ricochet, King King Ricochet. You gotta admit his high fly, his ability for a high flying maneuver, it's just incredible. I'll take you back because I believe they just released the Velveteen Dream. I just got a notification. I was gonna yeah. I was I was gonna talk about that later. You know. Because yeah. like, but if you go, gonna... if you go back, you go back to NXT, and the quote was, "Anything Ricochet can do, the Dream can do better," and he flips over the ropes, lands in front of him, and says, "Show me." <laughs> if that doesn't wow. tell you, yeah, that was actually a good uh, build up. Not gonna lie, yeah. Um, and then what about the? 
double rotation move salt at the top of the war games cage. Yes. If you like, like him as Prince Puma, him in the Indies as King Ricochet against Devitt, and oh my God, the things he has done! Just and they don't, they don't. Oh, just don't. Sorry, wrong picture. <laughs> anyway, uh, I was gonna, I was gonna do something while you guys uh, talk, yeah. but go ahead, Michael. He's gonna go. What did I match? Seamus. Hey, I got priorities, so I'm gonna do priorities while I do a show. So thank you very much. Dan, Dan, the Panda Experience. <laughs> Winner of that match, Seamus defeated Ricochet at a time at 13 minutes and 30 seconds. I got to tell you, if Seamus holds on to that belt, I got a hunch that when Keith Lee comes back, he's going to challenge Seamus. I agree. Absolutely. I'm thinking the same thing. I love this Seamus gimmick, though. Like last night, we were watching the we were watching the WrestleMania backlash. How dare you put on my hat? Like he was just so pissed off because he put on his hat and jacket. Yeah. And then we have Asuka taking on Charlotte Flair. Now, if Charlotte, you remember, nip slip Flair. <laughs> now, if you remember, Charlotte Flair demanded a rematch for the Raw Women's Championship, but Anna Pierce told her that she would have to beat Asuka first. And turns out things didn't go Charlotte Flair's way. Winner of that match, Asuka defeated Charlotte Flair at a time at 16 minutes and 45 seconds. That, to me, was considered a match of the night. After her boob popped out twice. You know, you're starting to, you know, you're starting to sound like uh, somebody I you know I was talking to last night, Dan. <laughs> Your mom? Oh. Close. Did he? I'm just saying, did you or did you know you could have talked? He probably talked to his mom last night. But you were close. Either that or Happy Gilmore. <laughs> Oh, don't! Hey, hey, that's David, not me. So you, so you, so you get, so you get the, you what, get the what, F what, what, Jordan, what, what, Jordan? Are you too good for your home? Too good for your home? Like, like, you, hold on, you're, no, you're supposed to say, "Son of a bitch! Why don't you just go home? That's your home. Are you too good for your home? Hey, suck my butt!" <laughs> I take that back, but I said about Happy Gilmore, so. It's, oh, it's okay, dude. Me, like, you can take it back, and I will add it back. I will add it back. Happy Gilmore. <sighs> well, who's moved in that Oscars or Charlotte's? Oh, but uh, speaking uh, of which, who won? Wait, I, so Oscar won the match, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, how long was the match? Six, uh, 45. That sounds good, good to me. I mean, I, I I can concur if that. You can sit there and say it's still WWE rancid. It's horrible. Raw is shit. Look, well, listen here. As long long as even if they don't have all of it look perfect, I can only get by with just one match that I can get by. That's same thing with you know what WrestleMania backlash, which I'll get to in just a moment when I get to my uh, second topic soon. But you know, yeah. Still continuing on, we have a lumberjack match coming up, which put Does, Damian. Wait, 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 wait! Is there zombies surrounded the ring? Not this one. Yeah. Okay. But just checking. Instead of zombies, there were superstars, including Nikki Cross. Okay, Nikki cool. Cross is, is is a zombie. Let's be real here. <laughs> How dare you? She's looking great lately. She's always been a great in ring talent. Uh, I, I, you I know, know what? If I find if I ever get to meet Killian Dane, I'm going to tell him what you said. And he's going to be bring his big hairy ass and kick yours. <laughs> well, you know what? 
<laughs> I'm I'm wait I'm waiting for something to happen because after all, I mean I've been itching for a good scrap. Oh, oh please, please, right. Killian Dane, Killian Dane could kill you oh, guess, with his left. Oh, by the way, wait, didn't he get fired recently? No, no. Well, somebody it, did. That was Alexander Wolf. Oh yeah, that's a that's a shame right there too. And and yeah. the way they got, take it, uh, he got fired easily. Imperium beat the crap out of him because he wasn't good yeah. enough. He was not good enough for Walter. Yeah, for Walter. Yeah. This lumberjack match featured Damian Priest or the the archer of infamy. Of infamy. Bullseye. Formerly That's, known as Punishment Martinez. And he's a really cool dude, I'm telling you. Yeah. Taking on John good. Morrison. Who dedicated his match, match to the who dedicated his match to the Miz, which was cute. Uh-huh. Yeah, the winner of that match, Damian Priest. And I'm so glad the priest beat Morrison at a time at 12 minutes and 10 seconds. So it was longer than the Miz match he had, you know, at Backlash? Uh. Well, I think they had to cut the Miz match short because he has a minor, uh, they're saying minor ACL tear. Oh, really? That's where he's going? Ah. By Which the I way, feel bad for him because, because like, the yeah. Miz never, you know, say what you want. Like, the guy is consistent. He does not get injured and... Yeah. yeah, and by the way, if I catch anyone praising, you know, that the Miz got hurt, you know, be, I'm going to tell you, you you're going to get a mouthful from me because I do I'm not. Glad, take I'm glad he idea. got hurt. I'm glad he got hurt, Jordan. Dan, I'm I'm, you're, I'll, I will be filling up your tw- Twitter messenger. I just won't look. I just won't look I, at it. You'll have to respond sometime, Dan. I, I just delete the message. <laughs> I respect him, though. You know, he is working very, very hard. He deserves some time off to relax and be with his family and all. Oh, yeah. And I mean, just, uh, you know, but I've always will consider him being the love child of Fire Marshal Bill and Mr. Ed. So. Yeah. And so. then for the main event, this is what I was talking about when Kofi Kingston had, had another match. We have Kofi Kingston, accompanied, again, accompanied by Xavier Woods, Cutting. taking on. Taking on the, the WWE champion Bobby Lashley or the the Almighty Bobby Lashley. There you go. Who is accompanied it, by none other than Montel Vontavious Porter MVP? I'm coming. Oh, I love that theme song. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what was your uh, and, what was your wait, wait, Dan? Can I ask you something quick? What was your take when you returned to the Rumble last year? I was good with it. I, I, I've always been a fan of MB, MVP. Like when he was in uh, TNA, I thought he was good. He was a good foil to Dixie Carter, but at the same time, Dixie Carter is as entertaining as watching paint dry. So <laughs> I, agree. I, I agree with that. Yeah. I mean, anyway, she, 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 they talk all that crap, but she slept with more wrestlers than Sonny. So, you know, we just don't oh. talk about it. <laughs> and allegedly. And who would have thought? Allegedly. Allegedly. Who would have thought we would have another upset victory? Kofi Kingston defeated Bobby Lashley at a time at 10 minutes and 55 seconds. It's a shame. What's a shame? Wait, 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 wait. How long was it? 10 minutes and 55 seconds. Okay, that's not half bad. See, Michelle, are worried about time, and that's how, that's how sad it is that WWE has in, has conditioned you that oh oh because they had a certain amount of time it was good. You know, you deserve better. Me and Eric got to experience great matches. Oh, yeah. at, you know, at, and they didn't always have to go ten minutes. Y'all are conditioned. Oh, if it's a long match, it's a good match. Y'all deserve better. I mean, Owen Hart against anybody. 
five-star match. You know, it's a damn shame that 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 WWE has it where oh, it's a ten-minute match. It must have been great. No, it, I'm sorry, I watched that match. It was it was it was pass, but it wasn't great. You know, and I, I'm looking forward to this uh, rivalry between Kofi and uh, Bobby Lashley. I think it's good. the almighty Bobby Lashley. I, I I think that Kofi and him could have some really excellent matches if they let him actually go. Yeah. yeah. And that's going to be it for my first topic. All right, Dan, uh, you go ahead with your uh, second topic. I had it. I forgot it. Hold it. Come back to me. So you want want to take a pass? No, no. I got. I got. I got to go find it. I had it written down. Okay. Don't you judge me. Well, I'm, sorry. well I'm sorry. Condescending tone. Condescending. Condescending tone. Last time someone called me condescending. Okay, I found it. Okay, sorry. Sorry, oh, okay. I need. I need. Yeah. That's what I thought. Anyway, you had uh, a thought. You had a thought. Oh my! Look, look, look! They give him the host pants for one t- one show, and he actually starts thinking about stuff. <laughs> oh boy. Be thankful I, 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 that, that I love and respect so you. So my topic, my topic, my topic, anyway. Keep going. <laughs> um, do you think – we had Stone Cold Steve Austin in the Attitude Era, right? We, they, we always go back to that. That was the prime time for wrestling. That was the big deal in wrestling. Right. You had The Rock. You had Stone Cold. To some degree, you had Triple H. So but, but, but do you think – if you had to pick one person, doesn't matter which company it is – it could be Ring of Honor. We're talking TNA. We're talking Impact. We're talking. We're talking AEW. We're talking WWE. Whatever, maybe NXT. Is there one person, or two people, or three people that you think could lead the charge to make wrestling popular as it was in the '90s? And I want to ask Eric first because I feel like he's going to have uh, an educated hmm. thought. I'll give you all mine whenever at the end, but I, I want to see what Eric thinks. Uh. Nowadays, I don't know, and that's you know, it's a very good question, you, Dan. Oh shoot, who would it? You know, you 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 seeing like you know people like you know Cena and Orton step up and everything else. Who could who could sell? Um, I have a hunch, and this might this is a hunch only. I might think you're talking about anybody outside and enemy outside. Um, watching Impact, I'm digging Moose for Impact. You know, Moose or Rich Swan for Impact. For Ring of Honor, you know, I've always believed Jay Lethal has been Ring of Honor. He he is synonymous synonymous with Ring of Honor. Yeah. Definitely. Um and AEW, that's a tough um, that's a toss up. Um who would you know anybody from AEW, that's a oh shoot. Well, Dan, you, you ask a hard hitting question. I'm trying to think of this one. Oh, good lord! What can, what can I? Do? Well, if, if, let me let me let me just give you some names and tell me what y'all think. Mm. So, as far as NXT goes, I think the guy that could really go mainstream, the guy who has a look, the charisma, the the, the talent ring, Karrion Cross, one hundred percent. Him and Scarlett just they, they they go. Karrion, well together. I absolutely agree with you with Karrion Cross. That guy, you know, I said I tweeted this one time about Karrion Cross, and he liked my tweet. And I likened him across between Psycho Sid and Jake the Snake Roberts. 
He's just like that that gimmick of his. You, you can't put your thumb on it, but there's something compelling about him. As far as Ring of Honor, you're going to think I'm crazy. You're going to think I'm nuts. But I just started getting into this guy, and I can't look away. Dan Housen. I like him. I like Dan Housen. Dan Housen. He's funny and entertaining. And he can go. The yeah. guy can go. Him yeah. and PCO, oh, my God. Hey, he's got his own YouTube channel. You got to check out. He's the guy. He's outright entertaining. I'm going to have to agree with you on Dan. Of some sort. Of some, of some sort. Uh, just he, the way he, from the face paint to the chest tattoo. The guy, And he's not like a, he's like six foot something tall, but he just, he doesn't come off that way. He comes yeah. out with it. He looks like a cross between uh, Austin Aries and the blue meanie. I don't know. Something about the guy. He's just, and that's a crazy like comparison, but he, he just he does it for me. Yeah, I like Dan Housen. This guy's entertained. Watched him. Uh, it's hilarious. I like him. I'm thinking Nick Aldis of NWA. Guy, Absolutely. he is the NWA at this point. Uh, you know, because Nick Aldis, and guy's a former Gladiator. If you watch the show Gladiators in England, it's very popular. He was part of that show as Oblivion. As part of, uh, as as keep far as mind, AEW. Keep in, keep in mind, he was also a former TNA uh, world champion. You know. Yeah, yeah, well, but it, but see that he had to wipe the stain, and by stain I mean the the vagina stank of Dixie Carter off of him, yeah. because she, any association with her makes you look bad, in my opinion. Yeah, well, but if we're talking AEW, I think the guy who's going to lead them into the future, three letters, three just three, MJF, M, MJF. I I don't yeah, see any. Yeah, I think a lot of Jay Roddy Roddy Piper, in my opinion, the way he keeps keeping. Um, yeah. And to, on top of that, you know, he's got the he's got the charisma and and the and also a lot of capabilities of actually, you know, knowing how to be hated and loving to be hated. And, 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 knows and how the to, best thing about up. him is he's better than Jordan, and Jordan knows it. <laughs> you know, so he's he's, he's be, hey, you know what? He's better than hold my beer. <laughs> That's a cheap shot. That is a cheap shot. <laughs> Oops! Shame. Yeah, You're better him. than that, Jordan. You're better than that. Yeah, I tweeted a picture of him saying because he loves him so much. He's like, okay, what do you want to see when a match against? I put MJF against old school Undertaker, and he, he tweeted me with a um the eye rolling emoji. I don't know, hilarious. It's like, hey, that's good enough for me. But it's another guy. Hyper versus him would have been epic. Uh, but yeah, it would have been epic. You know, talk, they're both talkers. I mean, and he surrounded himself with great talent too. And you get to learn from Tully Blanchard. That's going to be a huge factor for MJF's career. Getting Tully Blanchard. Absolutely. And, and he's he's not. But the thing is, he's even just being around. He. It's crazy to say it, but Sean Spears and and FTR are being elevated because of MJF. I, I, in my opinion, I think that he's making them look better than they did because they were they were. And my, they were, they were not, they were not getting over. Like FTR is good, they're great, you know. Like the shit, and I'll never call it the fucking Midnight Express, whatever Express, the Hurt Express, where they call their finisher. It's always going to be the Shatter Machine to me. That is the Shatter Machine. Yeah, to, the, the to cool the, And I'll um, having all three, I have four championships: Raw, SmackDown, NXT Tag Team Champions, now, former AEW Tag Team Champions. That's as good far as as far as Impact goes, the one guy. Who I really think is going to get that company over, Johnny Swinger. I'm just, I'm just kidding. It's got to be Moose, man. He is funny. He is funny. It's got to be Moose, man. Moose has got like 
Now, he's just, I have he's just to got it. There. Moose and another guy, I believe, Eddie Edwards. That's another I like Eddie, but he's never going to – he's just going to be – in my opinion, he's stuck in that same zone as like Sammy Callahan. It's just not – I don't know. If we're gonna go that real, I'll say Eric Young because Eric Young is like you give that man a mic. Yeah, Joe Doring. Joe Doring. Joe Doring. I don't know. He. This is gonna sound so fucking mean. Joe Doring looks like an an incomplete human being to me. He looks. He he looks like he he wasn't baked long enough when they put him in the oven. He he just. I don't know. There's there looks like a lot of crossbreeding there going on with with old Joe Doring. Well, I'll tell you one person that won't be carrying impact to the promised land. That's Kenny Omega. <laughs> yeah, with that one winged angel. Yeah, with that one winged angel. I mean, oh, I would have been shocked if you'd said Rich Swan. You know, I'm not a fan of Rich Swan because of the whole domestic abuse stuff. I still haven't let that go. That, you know, he, if you don't know, he's married to um, uh, Sue Young. Sue Young. And they, there was a whole thing where he they got into a big fight in the middle of the freeway, and like they there was domestic well, abuse I think, charges. I think that's all uh, a misunderstanding, according to some reports. So he was okay. So nothing major happened out of but that. But it was it was a, it was enough of a scene that people literally were posting yeah. videos. You know, take that shit home. If you have a, I understand spouses argue and whatnot, but why are you doing that in the middle of the fucking freeway, especially when you're, you're, you know, you're a celebrity. I agree. I, I agree. Like some yeah. things need to be kept indoors and not out. Yeah, because the people, because people see it, they're gonna take it the wrong way and then fly off the handle and then. Impact thing. also, Impact also has somebody who I think is a great talent. Was in Lucha Underground, great guy. Look, you know, like he does not look like he should be able to do the things he does, but I really like him. Willie Mack, just. Yeah, really Willie like Mack, that guy. Yeah, Willie Mack is going to be some, something that, you know. Or Chris Bay. Kind of reminds me of a bigger version of uh, Junkyard Dog. Chris Bay, definitely. I like Chris Bay. I love Chris, Chris Bay. Bay. He's another one. Chris Bay reminds me a lot. Yeah, well, who's, who's, that, who's that we're going to program with Sammy right now? Oh, 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 oh. Uh, Trey Miguel. Trey Miguel. I like him, too. I really – I think he has the ability – his boys are NXT as tag team champions. Which whatever happened with that? I thought he was supposed to go as well. I think that didn't go. I don't know. I think, I think they didn't, that deal didn't go through or something like that. I think he opted to stay yeah. in. I think that he's gonna. He could. He has the potential to be the next AJ. And, and, and I know that's really reaching. Mm-hmm. But Trey Miguel, he just got a good. He's got a good look. He's great in the ring. He's he's young. He's got nothing but upside. Yeah, yeah. You got, you got a lot of guys that can really. Really go mainstream if they let them go far. I mean, that's going to be, like I said, a lot of guys in impact as well. Like I said, you know, to me, uh, NWA, when I mentioned Nick Aldis, so like I said, he, he did a, a mainstream show before, before he even made it to the, made it to wrestling. That's how good he is. So, you know, then there's a tag team that really, I just, I, every time they come on, I can't watch it. Triple XL. I, I, I just can't look at AC Romero and, and, I don't know. I'm, I'm not trying to fat shame, but I just it just doesn't it doesn't work for me. I, I you know they're trying to make it the next natural disasters. I don't know. If the, you know they will never be tugboat. Well, well, the way how, well, well, the way how well the way how Dan's sounding with in regards to that guy, he actually sounds he makes it sound like a natural disaster. <laughs> I'm just I'm waiting for the guy to shit his pants in the ring. That's what he looks like he's gonna do. Like I'm sorry, <laughs> just every time I see him. <laughs> <laughs> his 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 wrestling tights look like a fucking blanket. I I can't. I just I don't take him seriously. 
You wish speaking of from, not speaking of, machine speaking of, guns, right? you know, there's some people that I've encountered that you really can't take seriously anymore. And no, I'm not referring to you, Dan. I'm referring to someone else. But you know, I'm referring to that. Jordan. I'm referring to Jordan. Can't take him serious. <laughs> Either way, um, <laughs> uh, was that it for the second topic? Because I don't. Well, you didn't answer, Jordan. Who who do you think? And in, in, in any of those companies could bring back mainstream wrestling, make, make race wrestling mainstream. Well, if I were to look at NXT, I mean, I can't say, I mean, I, I could say Adam Cole, but then I'm on the, along the lines of Tommaso Tampa Baby. because, you know, because Tommaso is, you know, very good. So is yes, Adam. Is. And then there's Johnny Gargano, which I believe he's not being utilized as he should as of late, but that's just my is theory. It because, are, you, are you one of those guys who doesn't like it because he's a heel right now? No, no, because no. I no, love no, him as no, a heel. No, he's entertaining as a heel. Now hold on, you're now hold on. I did not say I did not say they're util, underutilizing him because they're making him a heel. I mean, granted, I mean if they make him a heel, then they need to put in good work for it. The thing is, is that that's all you need. You need good proper work in order to be a good bad guy. Because if you don't, then you'll obviously suck. I mean, if you want to create a bad guy, you got to make sure the crowd hates you to make sure you get a lot of heat and attention and all that. And, you know, and if Gargano does it right, then that's good. But if he's not, then then it's not that because they turn him heel, it's a matter of principle. So I, I'm guessing I, you're a fan of Cameron Grimes to the moon, baby. Woo! That guy's funny. Don't, don't get me started. In fact, you know what? Speaking of Cameron Grimes, I want to say this. Uh, say, you, it right. did, say it right. Say it right. Cameron Grimes you, to the Cameron moon. Grimes. Did you see the match? Did you see the match where he got uh, cost? Guys, match. You know, um, like uh, interfered by the million dollar man. man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, by the million dollar man. Yeah, and and all of a sudden, the referee, when he counts the pinfall, he actually counts to four instead of three. But but Jordan, you're forgetting three ain't enough, man. I need five. Actually, you know what? If that would have made more sense if it was a if it was like a special King Kong Bundy match, but uh, we're talking that was that was Big E. Do you not remember that? Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. It was Big E. You know when he did the five, like I need like five count. You know, going like five, five, five. You know. <laughs> I mean, but still, the the point is, I mean, I don't get. I mean, was the referee supposed to count to four, or was this a traditional three count match and you just botched? Well, that's the, but that's the thing, Jordan. Like botches are going to happen. We have to accept that. Like, let's people are criticizing um, the blood and guts match because they said that it was a bunch of plywood, but the motherfucker fell twenty fucking feet. That shit still got to hurt a little bit, you know. Wrestling. This is what I was talking about in my first topic. Kayfabe being dead, they have the people take wrestling and try to analyze it under a microscope, and it's not that it's, it's entertainment. Can't we just enjoy it for what it is? A ref is going to botch here and there. It's going to happen. You know things are gonna fuck up, but uh, up to that moment, it was a it, it was a good match, like the explosion with Kenny Omega. Yeah, the explosion sucked, but up to that point, the match was fucking good. Can we yeah. enjoy what we have and, and and not have to criticize every tiny little bit? I never really once you know complained a lot after the whole you know exploding barbar death match, but I will say though I never got a chance to see the the blood and guts match, so I can't really speak on that. I only know what I've heard from a lot of people, but I got to see that, it for myself before. I'm I glad you said that, Jordan. I'm glad you said it. You just reminded me. 
Sammy Guevara. Oh my God, the kid is fucking just. He's he's so. I see Michael like just like ugh, but but I love Sammy Guevara. And if you don't like him, check out his vlog. Like really, just watch his vlog here and there. You find out he's not a bad guy by any stretch of the imagination, and he's a good wrestler. Yeah, and you know I made a joke yeah. one time when he was a bad guy at the time when and when uh, Inner Circle wore heels that uh, he looked like Justin Bieber. <laughs> and now I take that back because he is a good guy and he is one of the best man. He's always you know and he, and, you know he kind of reminds me you know somewhat of uh, you know Eddie Guerrero you know sometimes because I wouldn't go that far. But I could see the potential. Yeah. And what's see, the deal, yeah, Michael? Yeah. Do you not like Sammy Guevara? No, 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 I'm not saying I don't like him. I'm just you just put your head down. Put, I was wondering, like, yeah, you put you put you putting words in people's mouths, Dan. Ain't I'm good. asking. I'm I'm just a guy asking questions, Jordan. Don't 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 put me in a position like that. I'm just asking questions. Yeah, I, I, hey, well, hey, you know what? Every time you think you know all the answers, I change the questions. Did you just have a little, like, did you have did you just have a mini stroke there? Because that's what that sounded like. Did you, is your left side of your face okay? You are okay over there, Jordan? Roddy Piper, Jordan Roddy Piper Little. <laughs> no, no, Row, Rowdy uh, Jordan Piper. Do you, do you, do no, you have a, no, no, no. Do you have back. a little Piper there? I, I take no, no, no. I take that back. Rowdy Jordy Piper. Do you have? A, do you, do you, are we talking about Jordan's little? <laughs> What in the world? Wait, 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 wait. What is this? What is this? We're getting delayed. Penguin out. Let me see. I'm not even going to check. Don't even bother. See, that's the thing. Don't get dragged into that. See, he has to come over here. He's cheap. Okay. That other inferior, that inferior, the other inferior podcast is having to pull viewers from this excellent podcast is going on. That's civil and real talk and having a good time. Yeah. He has to pull. He has to pull from this one. I thought we had this discussion, Charlie. Why yeah. are you so concerned about rant and rave? We're having yeah. a good time over here. Yeah, Charlie. Mm. Yeah, we are getting. Uh... <laughs> <clears throat> Either and way. You know, in, in terms of your question, Dan, uh, in terms of the one thing that stands for me for Impact, of course, if there was one wrestler in, in terms that I would like to see come back, it would have to be the blueprint Matt Morgan. Who? Matt Morgan? Oh, yeah. You know what? Explain that. Matt Morgan. Explain, I, I, I'm not going to – before I try to knock that, you tell me why you. What, what is it about Matt Morgan that you like? Uh, I want to hear this. He's, Other he's than really, him being big, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, that too. He used to be in the uh, the World Heavyweight Championship picture, you know. You know that was, and I agree with you because that was around the time that Hardy was turning heel. Anderson won the title around that time, and and they they were having good matches. They had they were on the precipice of doing something good, and I felt like they pissed it away. No different they than did. say when. When when James Storm won the title from Angle, why didn't he get a better run? James Storm is a phenomenal athlete. You know, I think James Storm is so fucking underrated. Uh, but yeah, you're right, Michael. That and that and that point in time, yeah, Matt Morgan was was on fire when he was a blueprint. I didn't really like his finisher. I love when he used that fucking the the. I love the name Carbon Footprint as a finisher, and he he could sell a big boot like like very few could. 
I just there was something missing for me. He was kind of bland. He to, to me. So that's why I'm asking you. Like, what was it about him that you like latched onto? Um. Like you said, his finisher, it was it was epic, you know. But if you look back at his matches with when he had run-ins with Samoa Joe and all that stuff. Yeah. Th- th- those were epic, you know. I, I agree. I, again, I'm not saying that. I'm not criticizing your, your opinion. I, right I, I'm, open, I'm, I'm always open to changing my mind. on, But I, I like to hear other people's input. Like, I'm, I, when I ask you that, it's not to say that you're wrong. I just, you know, like, what was it about Matt Morgan? I, I want to I, I want to know what other people think. Like, hell, people could like Luther Reigns. And, and I mean, I like Luther Reigns, but if you could fucking sell Luther Reigns to be cool. Like, I, I wasn't a big fan of Velveteen Dream, but he was sold to me. Someone, like, said, watch this about him. Watch this about the Velveteen Dream, and then when I watched him, I was like, "Okay, I like him. I like the Velveteen Dream." Yeah. So that's all I got to say about that, you know. And and to the gentleman in the chat, then why are you here? Yeah, why you why are you here, Hangman Charlie? If you're so concerned about us, who cares? You know, you pick on that poor kid, David. Cheapest man. One yeah. day David's gonna see the light and he's gonna come back home where he belongs. Yeah. And I and I I was like and I put a message in live chat telling David to not fall for Charlie's shenanigans, whatever he has in store. Let me ask you this, Michael. All time. All of all time, who is your guy? Who's your favorite wrestler? Whether it be female, male, who's your favorite wrestler? As of right now, it was it would no at, at any stuff. point in your life. Who 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 is the guy for you? At any point, <clears throat> if you need a minute, I'll ask Mike. I'll ask Eric. Eric, who is your favorite wrestler of all time? Oh, definitely The Rock. I mean, there is no doubt in my mind. The guy has held titles. The guy can cut promos. I mean, he, he can be entertaining. The Rock is my dude. And as far as the women's division is concerned, oh, that's a tough one. If I got this was a it's a toss up between five ladies: Asuka, Io Shirai, Kairi Sane, and I'm gonna and Melina. Actually, that's four. You have you have. It seems like you have like an Asian fetish. I'm just gonna put it right. out there. Oh, I'm back. Eight <laughs> women are so beautiful, and that's you know, and I think that their beauty, I mean, they're beautiful naturally, and plus they can I feel, go. I feel, I feel you with the rock, though. I definitely agree. And Io Shirai is amazing. I can't yeah. say anything negative about her. Io Shirai is by far one of my favorites. Yeah. I, you know, controversy aside, I love Tessa Blanchard. I think she's it as I, far I, as wrestling. Yeah, I think, I think um, yeah, I'm gonna block all the uh, outside stuff with Tessa Blanchard. I like her too. She, yeah, she's, she's pretty cute. Uh, so right, now, to, now to answer your question, uh, Dan, in terms of the male side, uh, I would have to say I'm torn between two. The Rock was like Eric said, you know, and Stone Cold, you know. He was a badass. So there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. What about you, Jordan? Who, who's your and, end all be all? Um, I'm gonna have to say I'm along the lines of like maybe uh. Like I like someone like he just said, Steve Austin and The Rock. 
You know, but See, if you no, want to talk, I mean, about, if you want to talk about the greatest like be all end all, I go with Flair. No, that's I'm saying. No, no, I'm not talking about like like greatest in ring. I'm getting the guy that you just you go to that and that you can watch any match of theirs and, and you'll enjoy it, even if it's their worst match. Your favorite wrestler, your favorite not, not I'm not talking about sports entertainer. I'm talking about your favorite professional wrestler, Undertaker, whoever it may be. Who is your favorite professional wrestler of all time? Bro. Well, if we're talking about wrestling in wrestling terms, definitely Brett the Hitman Hart for me. That whole Hart family has been my favorite family, wrestling family. I have to go with like people know how much I love Raven, right? I think Raven Scott Levy was by far one of the most misunderstood and and one of the greatest minds. I have to agree with you there because Scott Levy, um, Johnny Polo, or Scotty Flamingo, or Raven, the guy's got. But, But there would be, there would never, there would not be a Raven though. Without my favorite wrestler, yeah. Jake the Snake Roberts. I think the guy, you know, and I think uh, Scott Levy is like he's got that bright mind when it comes to promos, you know. And he's pretty funny as Johnny Polo. I, I, I'm not gonna lie, he's pretty funny as Johnny absolutely. Polo. Like from, from watching, like I said, like I'm a Mark. I told y'all whenever I was talking when we had the y'all had Sabu on and I got to speak with him. I'm a Mark. I'll never deny that. Like I'm a mark for. I love wrestling. I've grown. I have, like I said, a Vince McMahon devil horn tattoo on the back of my right calf. <laughs> and, and but the thing is this though, like I grew up loving wrestling. I'm gonna continue to love wrestling. I'm not ashamed that I love wrestling. I have, get frustrated not, with wrestling, and I'll say it, I'll say it right now. Bray Wyatt is by far one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Hmm. From back when he started in, in FCW with the whole cult leader thing, looking like uh, hmm. what's his name from Cape Fear, you know, feeling that whole like uh, um, what Max Cady, I think it was. Yeah, he was. He was. It was. It was like a mix of Max Cady and uh, what was his name. Wailing Lives are going to be in Wailing Mercy's hands. No one, you know else. what I mean? You know <laughs> what I mean? Wailing Mercy. Who forget? Who would forget about him? Oh man! But see, that's what I'm saying. Like, I love that character. I love. He sold me on that character. The Wyatt family itself, like the whole. Yeah. I was in it. I have a Wyatt family tattoo on my right arm. Yeah. So, Her, well, God rest his soul. Luke Harper was the first son of the Wyatt family. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Send yeah. us, send us anybody you want, but send, don't send us anybody you don't want back. <laughs> like it was a very good gimmick, but all of these things I felt started with Jake the Snake and that cerebral. Yeah, like, I mean, I have to agree with you, Dan, once again, and mm-hmm. you know as well as I do. But I'll tell you, Jake the Snake Roberts, when he cuts a promo, he cuts a promo. I remember when. Other- I remember when he cut when he cut when him and the Undertaker were fighting each other at WrestleMania and promos that he cut. They were like so morbid. It's not even funny. About yes, it. and oh, the one he did with uh, Gene Okerlund. He looked, and I, I hate they ruin his name. They keep they'll say Gene Oak, uh, Gene Oakland. No, it's Oker Okerlund. Yeah, but he looked at. He goes, "You're a sick man, Jake Roberts." He goes, "Yes, I am." Mm-hmm. And he looked at him. He goes, "I'm cruel." Yes, cruel but fair. And if you break that statement down, like it, like think about the sinister nature of that. Yeah, he admits that he's evil. In but being evil, he's still fair. Like he's almost like he's he punishes those. He's wicked as fuck, but he's punishing who he thinks needs to be punished. Mm. He didn't have the fucking greatest body for wrestling. He wasn't, you know, the most athletic guy. But when he moved but, in that ring, he was like a snake. He he slithered. He, you know, he there, felt. 
there was also one thing he had that was very good for his, you know, character, and that was his brain. Mm. And yeah, and that's something he was a cerebral character. You believe the DDT could kill somebody, right? Yeah. You know, no, no, you know, no better, no better statement than that was when he and I've said it before. He DDT'd the dragon. Mm. And it was a botched DDT, but they ran with that shit and they made it look like the dragon may never come back. And, you know, his, his whenever he went against Rick Rude and he, he was about his wife and he had Rick Rude had his wife's picture on his tights. Oh, yeah, that was that was that was crazy. But you felt that he was going to kill him. Like it was oh, the first wow. time you saw this soulless, heartless snake of a man show emotion. Yeah, he was so good at what he did. That, yeah. And that was also when WWE could actually run with a storyline, trying to blend reality with, you know, fantasy, you know. And bringing it full circle to my very first topic. That is the stuff that made wrestling great to me. Mm-hmm. That 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 veil between reality and fiction that I think social media and kayfabe being gone has ruined. Me and Eric grew up in that era, and y'all didn't get to see that. And I'm so sorry that y'all grew up in the John Cena era with the with the ruthless aggression era. Hey, you know there were some there were some good moments of ruthless aggression. There, there, there was, there was, but like y'all will never get to experience the idea no. of watching a man carrying a snake in a satchel in a bag, sliding mm-hmm. into the ring, rolling under, and sitting in a turnbuckle, giving someone that thousand yard death stare. And feeling like someone's going to die tonight. It could actually happen. Yeah. Uh, is it? Is that you know good, Dan, for the second topic? Yeah, 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 you're good. You're good. All right. Now it's time for Eric and your second topic. And after that, I want to get the sponsors out. All right. Uh, my second topic, uh, basically, as you know, um, online shopping has really uh, taken out a lot of brick and mortar stores. And one store in my area that um, sells um, office supplies and all that. Um, whether it be notebooks, no, I bought notebooks from there. Just renting on one now. Uh, Office Max is uh, as of this past Saturday has officially closed. The door. Hold on, hold on one second. Are you are you fucking drinking a gallon of like orange Fanta over there? <laughs> no, I'm are, drinking are, a are, gallon are, of orange soda. It's are not you drinking? A, are you like this man's over here talking about office supplies? <laughs> and you're just busting out with a gallon of orange soda. <laughs> yeah, I'm thirsty. You got a problem? Professionalism, with that? damn it! Professionalism. <laughs> look, look here, Stevie Ray. This is look. This is my oh, home. You about to get slapped, Jack sucker? Yeah. Sucker's got the sucker's got the no. Sucker's got the no. <laughs> oh my god! You fruit booty, sucker. Fruit booty. Hulk Hogan, we coming for you. Oh, be careful. Be careful. You know, we live in a society where, you know, a lot of people take too, you know, much into it. And we're going to get cancel cultured. More, more like cancer culture. And after you, we come for the gold sucker. Hulk Hogan, we coming for you. <laughs> we coming for you. Hey, hey, you know what? I got this one. Nick Nemeth, we coming for you, Ziggler. <laughs> yeah anyways yeah office max has officially closed its stores you know it's sad that you know most of our sto- stores that we knew you know, grew up in love circuit are, city brother circuit city hey <sighs> stores that, that close around here as well funko land funko land i got a t-shirt of funko land i, I grew up in i grew up more store stores that are no longer with us than any other store you know i used to 
you know, I work at the mall and I know a lot of stores that used to be around that mall when I was a kid growing up. Yeah. Well, I'm really, really sorry that Office Max had closed. And I will never forget. I did shop there a couple of times. My aunt used to work there. So that was another, that's another reason why. So. So. And thank you, Office Max, for your uh, um, for your patronage and for for letting us customers in to buy your stuff. So they had really good shit there. They really did. It's a damn shame. Yeah. So we still got staples, though. We still got yeah, staples. We got staples open for Haven here. But anyways. Um, that'll be it for my second subject. Let's get the sponsors. All right. Now I don't have Sharp the paper. now the one thing I don't have is the recordings, but I will, you know, uh, give shout outs. So mm. this so the sponsors we have here is, you know, Jesse Carter from the Pro Wrestling Shoot. You can go buy his stuff, you know, on uh like um on like uh Apple Podcast, I believe, and also um I think maybe on Spotify, I believe. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, you know. So you could see him talk about, you know, professional wrestling regarding past, present, and future, along with many other stuff. And you go check him on right now with the pro wrestling shoot. Also, the 25, you know, uh, you know, uh, presented by Alex Parez, uh, who was also in the live chat. Shout out to you, Alex. Um, you know, uh, presenting the game shows that he's going to have, you know, in future, like coming about next month, I believe. And and I want to give a huge, you know, um, congratulations to him to getting 100 subscribers on it on that channel. And also, and also the also Danny Lewis, you know, regards to Redbubble, you know, you could also buy a lot of various things like the Jordy Geico Gecko T-shirt, and and also and then the the host, the normal host of the show, go out and get that Fight Martin Fight T-shirt. Yeah, is there one? If there's one out, then then that's a good good one to have right there. And also the David Three Thousand Network, you know, regards to David Saint Dennis, you know. And, you know, bless that kid's heart right now as we, as he suffers, <laughs> but either way, hopefully, yeah, go ahead and check him out in regards to his stuff, whether, whether it's his YouTube and other stuff, but other than that, that's going to be it for the sponsors right there. Now we're also gonna, sponsored by orange soda and uh Charmin toilet paper. Hot dang right, man. <laughs> Charmin. Charmin now, toilet paper. Does a bear go out in the woods and wipe his ass to Charmin? You're damn right. <laughs> you're you're a sick freak, Charlie. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Did you just call me Charlie? No, I didn't. Angman, I was no. talking to you no know, the live chat. Live chat. Angman Charlie. The live chat. That's not gonna happen, Charlie. It's not gonna happen. Yeah. Those two poor the shenanigans are not gonna work, Charlie. Oh my god. Speaking yeah. of shenanigans. <laughs> Dealing with Charlie is enough of being of a shenanigan after one year. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, so I'm going to go ahead with my second topic. It's going to be the WrestleMania backlash review. Oh, um, I thought your topic was going to be like how you sprayed on that beard. <laughs> this ain't sprayed. <laughs> oh my god! Pull that mustache. I bet the thing falls off. David kept quiet. Smart man. <laughs> I got him. <laughs> so good. Smart man, David. Hey, say, say what you want. I mean, like, hey, this is all natural. <laughs> Either way, um, so there, I didn't get the chance to see the pre-show, but I did. But I do know that was the did did Sheamus defend the U.S. title on the pre-show? No, he didn't. No, he did not. Well, he should have because after all, that would have been you know something. But then again, I do hate it when title matches have to be defended on the pre-show because. 
it doesn't give the champions that hold them the chance to be in the spotlight of the main, you know, uh, event, like the main show of the pay-per-view. So well, he could be like Ryback, the pre-show stopper. Oh God. Well, you know, the only thing about Ryback is at least he won the intercontinental title and elimination chamber, which Ryback is the only was time. A, Ryback is a joke. Ryback is like, he would literally put a, he put a, uh, what's it called? A poll out to which, company he should go to AEW said yeah we're good we don't need any we, we don't we don't want your services and the poll came out and said they said retire they want right back to retire and never go back to wrestling so what so and and here we had a lot of shills you know from WWE say big show please retire at one point <laughs> but now it's changed up a notch however they're okay dad love you um we had um Aww. there was that triple threat match <laughs> don't, you, don't you love your father? Yeah, I'm, I'm just. I, did I say anything and negative? Shut, I just said. All I said, said was. Aw. I know. I, I know. I know. I was going to ask, like, Trips, is that you? She's in the other room working. I was. I'm I have no problem saying, like, watch. I love my dad. There's not a big deal. All I said was, oh. Oh, like you're defensive. Don't get defensive. Calm down there. Your I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not. I'm not being you know overly defensive. I, I am just, the you know, bane why. of your existence, Jordan. I, I I can get under your skin where others can't. Aww. Oh man, dude. Oh man. There, no, I'm gonna clarify. You're not the bane of my existence. And who? And the real one. That's a story for another time. Trust me. Okay. But the anyway, bane of your uh, existence is one plot toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, that that's it, Dan, right there. <laughs> but the triple threat you match just, you, with you uh, Rhea Ripley defending the Raw Women's title, um, retaining against Oscar and Charlotte. Now, I thought, now at first, I thought they were gonna once again put the belt on Charlotte because that's what they seem to like to do every time. You know, when someone has a title reign, you know, that's lasting for like I don't know a month or maybe a few weeks, they have to put it back on Charlotte, like as if she's worth a crap. She is the best of things. She's super talented. I'll never knock the woman for her talent. She's great in the I, ring. I'm not. I'm not saying that she's not talented. But I'm just saying yeah, that you, like, know, they don't, you can't ram her. It's not okay. It's not a case like Cena, who had three moves and you know they ran the motherfucker down your throat. It was. It's. It's the fact that it's too much too soon. But at the same breath, is it too much? I don't know. It's. It's. A, it, it's worth debating because she's really fucking good. I can't she, deny her that she's I, okay. an amazing heel. Okay, I'll say this. It's not the f- matter of her not being a talented wrestler. It's a matter of, of, to me, regarding of how she's handled. Because the thing is, like, if, if when you look at, look at it from one point of view where someone really doesn't like it when you're being handed, like, the title or, one, or, or excuse me, from book to win a title way too many times, and, and because you're the daughter of a famous wrestler and that means you get a free pass, that just pisses a lot of people off the fact that, you know, she's, it's because she's the daughter of a, of a great wrestler. But I don't. I know? think that she's gotten over again, without the name. Again, there, there, there is Tessa Blanchard. I'll give, I'll give her. You know, the benefit of the doubt. You know, she's related to a very great wrestler in his own right. But still, the thing is with Vince, with him, he's going to do whatever it takes to get that pretty, you know, blonde chick with the big boobs and all that other stuff to see them get but, over. But, that, I mean. but that's the thing. I don't think that's it. She's really good in the ring. Like, I, I look. I'm not the biggest Charlotte fan. 
But at this point, you look at her dad. You say what you want about her dad, but the man was a 16-time hey, world heavyweight hey, champion. That, that's because he was in the business for like over 20 to 30 years. And again, she has been in the business for quite a while, especially as a female competitor. So at some point, you can't complain that she's champion or you can't complain that because she has put in the time. She has put in the effort. It's not like she's only been there for a cup of coffee and won all these titles. She's actually she, she put in the work. And she has, you know, and, and and I can't believe it's me saying this because, again, I'm not the biggest Charlotte fan. But if she wins the rule, I, I just I feel like they need to give Rhea the opportunity. That's my only that's, issue there. That's what, the I'm, that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to get at. You see, I just want to see her grow as a champion than to be, you know, have it taken away from her just like that. You know, because no, that I can agree with now. Now, as for that match, it was pretty good, and I'll and you know I'll give it like maybe um like a four out of five, you know. Now, this one's another four out of five match for me, maybe a four and a half, because you have the Ray and Dominic Mysterio win the SmackDown Tag Team Titles from Ziggler and Rude, eh. and I'm not gonna lie to you, I actually think this is actually pretty you know cool in a case because. I like, you know, how the fact that you have your first father and son tag team and like, let, let me say this. That's not I'm his real father, dad. Eddie was his poppy. Oh my God. I can't believe you just <laughs> Speaking of which, you know, Dominic actually did say that, you know, during that time with that little filming stuff where they had him in the park with Eddie, you know, when he was giving him Twizzlers, that was just actually Eddie giving him Twizzlers. Like, and that was not really... A part of the no, script. the families were close. The families are really close. Mm. So, yeah. But either way, I just thought, you know, now if there's like, if I was a wrestler, my dad was a wrestler. I mean, I feel like, you know, if there's one person I'd want to tag with and be champions with, I'd have to be you know, go with my dad. I'd go with my dad. Your mom? Well, there, well if there's a mixed tag, then yes. <laughs> hey, she'll squash you, Dan, if you don't watch it. I, I'm going to be tag team champions with Eric Lima. Hey. If we're done, we're gonna be the we're gonna be the we're gonna be the we're gonna be the Funko friends. That's gonna be our tag team name. The Funko friends. There you go. Funko Funko friends. Funko friends. My finisher is my finisher is gonna be the bionic elbow. The only problem is you you got purple polka dots. (laughs) Either way, you got a bicycle. (laughs) That was great. (laughs) Great trailer front JL. He got a bicycle. He got a bicycle. But bubber bubber, who I don't know who had my bicycle, but they got a bicycle. Yeah, he was he was trying to comment on the mic. You got a bicycle. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Who's there? You're you're like you, no no you're look no you're looking over there there Eric. I mean like was it? I was a stationary like, picture. Oh uh, no, no I was well, I, was, I got impact on right now. Oh, I've impact. Either I got, way, I gotta do my. Uh, no, it's me. I'm visiting Eric. I just didn't want to. I didn't want you to get jealous, Jordan. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm jealous every day. Bicycle. He got bicycle. a bicycle. <laughs> that should be a sound bite. He got a bicycle. He got a bicycle. Why? Why hasn't anyone make a meme out of that yet? They have made a meme. It's on Botchamania. Also with the Oompa Loompa as Taz, which I love that one. <laughs> Ouch. It, it's an actual meme. It has nothing I, no, to do no, with no. me. Don't you I, judge I, me. I, I, no, no, no. How I just think dare that's pretty, you? 
that, no, I, I think that's pretty. That's pretty clever. I'm not gonna lie. That's pretty it's clever. Jazz. <laughs> it's Taz. <laughs> FTW Taz. Uh. And that's oh, Taz my. with one Z, not watch, two. Watch, watch this. Watch Eric. It's a bicycle. He's a bicycle. Bicycle. He's a bicycle. Went like a dream, not a dream. That's the road, if you will. I like Dusty, man. I miss him. I love Dusty. No one can talk like Dusty. Uh, I, I, Maria, I have wined and dined with kings and queens and laid in an alley eating poking beans. Yeah, well, uh, I, I got yeah. when uh, Maria Menounos decided to do that whole hard times promo in front of Dusty himself. Yeah, that shows how much she loved wrestling. If you want to, if you want to, like a chair jerker, go look at the tribute video. Oh, yeah. fuck. Uh, for Dusty, like for Dusty Rose. Yeah, I, you I, know I, what? When they I, paid I, tribute to him at Money in the Bank 2016, I believe. No, 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 no. 15. 2015. Yeah, it was 2015. The Thank music, you. the the come yeah. on, come on, come on. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And then I, I also when he uh did, did pay tribute to him on NXT, and he look at the talent. That was a that year, twenty fifteen was like one of the years where you know you lost like two greats at the time, like both Piper and Rhodes. You know. Yeah, that was. Uh, that was. Sometimes that was, it's good to just have an emotional dump, but if you really want to get hit, it like you go watch the Dusty Rhodes tribute, watch the Eddie Guerrero tribute. Fuck's oh. sake. Yeah, and the, and, the tribute, and, the tri- and the tribute shows of uh, you know Eddie Guerrero too. No, no, I'm not talking about the shows. I'm talking about the actual like promos they did. Yeah, celebrating their lives. I They're yeah, like I five minutes long. They're just oh fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, but you know, there's also the shows that also bring the passion of why you know they want to do this for the fans. You know, like they can't like they're gonna perform for the fans in like, honor of the wrestler, you know? Just to, just to give people an understanding, there would be no Sasha Banks without Dusty Rhodes. There would be no Bailey without Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. There would be no, like, a lot of the guys that you like and you... And you Becky Lynch? But yeah, there would be none of them if it was not for the inspirations of Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. I, Elias. Yeah. There would be no Elias without Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes would get a kick on Elias by now. They got, they got your own album? I love it! <laughs> uh, but... Yeah, you know, like like Triple H said, you know, those are you know, you considered the NXT r- roster back then is NXT kids. That's how much he. That's met. Rollins. That's Rollins. Yeah, Talk, you know, talking about the superstars that were on NXT that name name for themselves in the WWE right now. I mean, it's it's amazing. I will never forget when you talk about Eddie Guerrero paying tribute. I will never forget when I think it was when Chris Benoit, Chavo Guerrero, and Rey Mysterio were inducting him posthumously into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And they were telling great stories about him, and I remember they were panning out the eyes to see Molina in tears. That, that's how... Well, is he, he... Okay, being a Hispanic male, like, that was the guy for us, man. Like... Yeah. We, you know, you yeah, you had your Stone Colds. You had your Bill Goldbergs. You didn't have that Latino star. And Eddie Guerrero made it cool. Like, he, come out, he coming out with a lowrider, and... And just, you know, and I was a super thug back then, so I had a shaved head and I wore dickies everywhere. And mm. But I saw him as like, that's the best, that's the coolest dude on I TV right it. now. I loved Eddie. Eddie was fun. His, it was underrated because it was, tour, it was towards the end of his career, but the stuff he did with Batista, oh my God, it was hilarious. And Yeah. Wow. But anyway, I've got to keep going on, you know, regards to the review. Mm. Um, so, yeah, like aforementioned, uh, you know, earlier in the, in the show, we have Damian Priest defeating the Miz in a lumberjack match, which did not have any lumberjacks surrounding the ring. 
And there's also been, you know, like the match itself. I mean, granted, it wasn't as big of a deal as it should have been. But the one thing that really did not sit well, especially with a lot of people online that have really, really have, you know, disliked the fact that they had zombies around the ring. Mm-hmm. And I, I and the thing is, I know what they were doing. They were trying to, you know, promote Batista's upcoming movie that's going to be on Netflix, you know, uh, Army of the Dead. You know, MVP but, did a tweet, put a tweet out about this. Uh, and he made yeah. a lot of points. You will sit there and support The Undertaker, who is a literal dead man, who has supernatural powers and can summon lightning from his dick. But Dan, Dan, the thing is the difference between the difference between a zombie and like, you know, an Undertaker's character is this. With Undertaker, he evolved over the years. He know, was a zombie who shot lightning from his dick. But if he was a real zombie, he would have, you know, been just like those zombies around ringside. He that was burned alive. He came you, back to life to summon lightning from his dick. That's Kane. <laughs> no, Kane burned him whenever the, at the Royal Rumble. Kane buried him alive. Or really, he's been buried alive. Been he's been set on fire. And he, he always returns to shoot lightning from his dick. Don't say that it's gonna take a while. But you don't have problems with zombies. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. It's the it's the lightning from the dick part that's making me laugh so hard. The way you lightning okay. from I, his dick. I love the topic. All right. But it, it, yeah, the thing is, look, the thing with Taker and and the zombies. Look here. You want to talk about a zombie wrestler? Watch the zombie from the first inaugural ECW on Sci-Fi. Could the zombie from ECW throw lightning from his dick? <laughs> no, but he can cut a promo going, oh! He's rooting stuff right there. That was you know, garbage. You know, you know, no, no, no. You know what that was? That was a shoot, brother. Scotty Too Hotty was one of the zombies. They didn't have the Sandman man, man, oh. man there to save the Miz. That's funny right there. You had Gangrel. Who did not shoot lightning from his dick, but Gangrel pissed blood out of his dick. Okay, ga- okay, now you're talking about vampires. Gangrel But was you're going to bitch about zombies. Warrior. You had fucking... Okay, you had you had beaver cleavage. You had the headbangers. Okay, we got ourselves You had, a, you had Duke, Duke the Dumpster Drozzy. You had a wrestling turkey, but you draw the line at zombies. Lightning <laughs> from his dick. <laughs> I tagged that. <laughs> okay, so okay, now we're gonna have a hashtag going lightning from his dick. This is great. Lightning from his dick, lightning from his penis, lightning from his crotch, lightning from his cock, lightning from his penis. How many how many phrases can you come with that doesn't involve somebody else's junk? He said come with. Oh my god. <laughs> Look, bottom line is Undertaker's character can evolve throughout the years. He created hurricanes from his ass cheeks and lightning from his dick. And and yet zombies can't. (laughs) But you have a problem with zombies. But you have a problem with zombies. Why would, okay, why would you have, okay, okay, answer me this. What would you have done better instead of zombies? Oh I would have left the fucking zombies. I have no big deal with the zombies. The zombies were fine. 
<laughs> I got something to say about that, my third. <laughs> I'm just I'm gonna be joking about that one. Just... Thing, thing, thing is with me, I just don't, I just don't get. It. it was supposed to be a lumberjack match, but they only did that to promote the the movie that's coming out, Which, Army of the Dead. Again, they're promoting a movie for one of their former superstars. And plus, I have no problem with that. Plus, Damian Priest mentioned this on the Raw, the Go Home Raw before. Let's make back I don't care if you bring aliens or zombies. That's well, called foreshadowing. Yes. Well, you, you, know, you know what was never foreshadowed? The oh. Undertaker's dong. I <laughs> <laughs> what? He had a dong that came on every time he entered the ring. Dong. No. Not- Get your mind out of the gutter, Eric Lima. <laughs> I'm sorry. With everything you say, the lightning from his dick is making me laugh. Lightning from, from his, from his dick. dick. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> this is too much. I'll be here all week, ladies and gentlemen. Try the veal. Okay. Yeah, oh. yeah. Only to torture try, try me. Try the veal. Try the veal. <laughs> Only to torture me. Oh my gosh. The thing is, I look, someone's got to do it, Jordan. Someone's got to do it. Here's the deal. I I understand you may not agree with me, but here's the deal. I don't I mean, I don't have to agree with, you know, whatever goes on. Like what MVP did right there too. He also like shot down the fans that, you know, that didn't like that kind of moment. Because Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, everyone, everyone but, but you can have an opinion. You can have an opinion. Well, oh, no, 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 no. That was not his opinion. You know why he did that? He's defending the company he's contracted to. Don't you That's point at me. Did. Don't you point your finger at me like the Undertaker's dog. Oh, my God. Here we go again. Hey, be thankful. Hey, Eric, be thankful it's not me and Charlie going at it right here. I mean, I've been losing it laughing so hard. Yeah, Besides, there's one, there's one thing that Charlie cannot say. Hashtag lightning from his dick. Four words. No, 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 you should have said it this way. Four words, Jordan. Lightning from his dick. You have a supernatural. You have a supernatural dead man who's come back to life fifteen times, and for some reason has an erection every time he comes back because he just or you know, that's just a really impressive cod piece. Oh my god! He comes back. That's a, that's a and you're bitching about zombies. That's a resurrection. Erection. He, he said erection. Oh my gosh. I thought that was But again, like the that. zombies didn't bother me. The zombies, I didn't give a fuck about the zombies. I thought the zombies, whatever, it's cool. I recognize also one of the zombies. I, I didn't know Scotty Tuhani was a zombie. I mean, I know re- I recognize one of the zombies I'll talk yeah, about. Yeah, some of them ran XT guys. Yep. Yeah. I know uh, one in particular I'll talk about. Still, either way, the match didn't go. Longer as planned, even though I really do feel bad for the Miz. I mean, I'll give this like you know. Fuck the time. Miz. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> now, I'm not trying to joke around here. I mean, like, come on. Or like, you got. I mean, like a guy getting hurt in the ring. I don't like. Fuck like the that. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> okay, I can understand that, but yeah, he didn't try to get hurt in the ring, even though he did fake one in a match, which is stupid. It's no good piece of shit, motherfucker. Bullshit. Either way, I'm going to go ahead and give this one maybe a three, you know, right here. It now, was a hard three. Okay, hard three. Now, Bianca Belair versus Bailey, it, was, it wasn't it was that bad. I mean, you know, 
And I'm no, glad that Bianca, you're not going to get a bad match with those two, like Bianca I mean, Belair yeah. and, and and Bailey. Just yeah, I'm glad that she's you know still champion in a sense because I think it's about time for her to shine, you know, and have her own spot. Let, 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 let's be honest, Jordan. You want her to bend you over, take that hair, and whip your ass. Actually, I know someone who actually has her has a you know hair like her. And to be honest with you, I feel like you know I like to like be funny, but yet you know try to. Call her, you know, Bianca Belair from time to time. And I feel like, you know, she could take her hair doing, you know, like, oh, I'm sorry. You see this hair? You see this hair? You see this hair? Little sadist over here. <laughs> if I, hey, if I was this, hey, look here. You know what? I'm, I'm look, no you're sadist. You're the one who's looking like, you, you are hey, a look, sadist. You I'm, are a I'm sadist. No, you, I'm, no, I'm no sadist, but I'm no dominatrix either. You're a sadist. You, you had to subject us to you standing upside down next to a ladder with your socks, socks tucked into your pants. We saw that. Actually, it was my shirt tucked into my pants. Well, you were yeah, you were wearing sweatpants. Sweat because I didn't want I didn't, I didn't I didn't want I didn't want people to see you know see any parts of my body. <laughs> Are you ashamed of your body, Jordan? I'm not showing anything unless if I'm on a beach or something. Sweat, I'm gonna start calling you sweatpants, Jordan. Call me whatever you like. I mean, I got no problem with it. Besides, I'd rather wear sweatpants because I feel comfortable in them. Sweatpants and tube socks. This match, I liked. I mean, I'll give it a four. You know, it was pretty, you know. However, I, I wonder who's going to be the next opponent for Bianca because there's like a lot of list of names down the road. So, Well, there's a rumor going around that – um. There could be another match between Bailey and uh, Bianca Belair down the road, and rumor has it could be a hair versus hair match. You know, I could tell. I know who's losing the hair. It's Bailey. <laughs> uh, well, it won't be the first time a woman lost her hair in a matchup. Well, yeah, there was Molly Holly, and yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I could see her doing that because I know that for a fact. Uh, Bailey's very complimentary of Molly Holly, so yeah, wanting to live out one of those matches of hers and. Following her footsteps, I could see that. Hmm. Look at this orange soda drinking some bitch. I love, I love it. And and along with you just who loves up. orange soda? <gasps> Jordan loves orange soda. Jordan loves orange soda. <laughs> Is it true? Is it true? Oh, uh, uh, hon. I do, I do, I do, I do. No, 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 no. To coin a phrase from Dakota. Mm-hmm. And then, Kel, I do, I do, I do, ew. Dean and Kel, man. That's... By the way, speaking of that, I want to, like, I'll send you a link uh, later, Dan. It's a video, which is kind of funny. It's not, you know, you could have mistaken it for a YouTube poop, but it's not really that. It's just someone that made it almost look like one. Eric, but you'll, Eric you'll he just out. said he's going to send me poop. <laughs> This motherfucker not- just tell me he's gonna send me poop. You poop can't send me poop. He's gonna send me poop. I, you know, I, I drive by one. Look at fucking Michael up there. He's done. <laughs> I don't blame him. Dicks and poop. That's what you find here on Rat and Rave. <laughs> don't get, don't get, don't give Charlie any ideas. <laughs> Anyways, you think that's bad? You think he's bad? I drove. I usually drive down on the way home from work. I usually take the snick route. And as you go up one street, I go by uh, like a house. They sit, uh, they they have alpacas, and in the front they sell alpaca poop. 
Eat your eat your dinner, Tina. <laughs> eat your dinner. Tina, you fat lark. Tina, you fat lark. Come get some dinner. <laughs> Tina, come get some ham. Gosh. Can we go back to the topic before I start getting more yeah. after him? Are you gonna are you gonna poop yourself too, Michael? It's okay. It's okay. No. <laughs> no, he's got a good he's got a point. Anyway, when it comes he, out, it's gonna make a Tupperware burp. He said comes. Oh boy. You guys are nuts. <laughs> you guys are anyway, nuts. we okay. You know what else is nuts, Derek? Huh? Lightning what? from his dick. <laughs> oh my I'm God. sorry, George. Anyway, next we got is the well, the second triple threat match of the night. It's uh, Bobby Lashley defending the WWE Championship Who? or the all. No, no, no. You know what? Hold on. Who? Who? No, it's the. I was gonna say it. What? Lightning from his dick, boy. <laughs> Who? The almighty WWE champion, Bobby Lashley. I'm asking him to say his name right. That's all I'm asking. What are you trying to do? <laughs> fucking Eric sounds like Eric sounds like punch drunk fucking Rocky. What are you going to do? Hey, 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 He defeated both Strowman and McIntyre, which you know, like I knew that was going to happen because after all, like, yeah, it's you know, not time you, for him to lose that belt. That all, yeah, like, not, he, it, no he just, he just. Did y'all see like, the picture though? Did y'all see the picture of an injured Braun Strowman sitting next to the stairs, like holding his stomach, like he just took a wicked shit? I was like, what the fuck is he all right? I, I know. Well, wait, I'll tell you something right now. That match was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it was actually pretty good, and I'm gonna give that like a four. You know, because it was actually, you know, I mean, I know to me it was predictable, but then again, the, the outcome of it, like of every, you know, maneuver and all that was pretty good. Not you gonna know, lie. I mean, any man it was basically big floppy men beating the shit. It's meat flying everywhere. It was like working at a butcher shop. Just big <laughs> dude beating the meat. shit out of each other. He's talking about beating. Hey, hey, he's talking about beating meat, Eric. A, but that's what I'm saying. It was just like, it was like, like it sounded like this. The whole match sounded like this. Yeah, well, well, one, yeah, well, the thing is, they don't have lightning from their dicks. No, they just had meat slapping like this, or, or as as a big you really call it, big man slapping meat. <gasps> <laughs> I'm sorry, that's a big. Yeah, that was no, that they was. Called, they should have called it the butcher shop match. But any man, I'm gonna say, any man that can survive two um, blasts through an LED screen. Deserves to be WWE champion. Lashley did that. Did it with Strowman. Did did with McIntyre. That's not the first time he's been through an LED screen. Let's be I honest. Twice, twice. Like I said, once that was from <clears throat> And that was Paul Heyman's uh, uh, mindset at the time, right? When he was trying to be producer yeah. of Raw. And you know what? The, yeah. And here's the crazy part about that was they didn't censor Corey Graves when he said, "Holy shit!" And I was like, "Oh, I heard- I, yeah." I was like, "Uh oh." You mean someone? Uh, someone's breaking uh, PG. How can they guidelines. censor? Okay, okay. How can you censor anything when you're on a network called Peacock? Ooh, you know what? Now you, <laughs> you know what? That actually makes sense. But that's because WWE is riding on that Peacock. And you're you're you promoted a brand that had a giant fist. Mm-hmm. It all comes together now, folks. Hey, he said it all comes Follow the signs. Together. Follow the signs. It's all there. The Illuminati. It, it fisting all, fisting and peacocks. Talking about 
Attitude. Where do you think NBC got the egg from which they hatched the peacock? The gobbledygooker. Wait a second. <laughs> you know, House of Fewer just, you know, pointed this out. MVP has managed Lashley while he was WWE and TNA champion. Yeah, Is that, wrote, that, wrote the beatdown yeah. plan. The beatdown oh, plan. Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. WWE, I that. And I was waiting for someone to say that because all the hurt business is, is the TNA rehashing. That, thank you. I'm not the only one that says that. You know that? And this time without uh, Kenny King. Kenny, oh, no, no. The role of Kenny King was played by Cedric Alexander. Yes, I agree with that. Oh. Now, as for Shell Benjamin, I don't know who he is, you know, be, you know taking place of. I mean, he's Virgil. Oh my! I would think no, no, no. Oh. I would be, you know. Well, the thing is, I can't say Samoa Joe because that would be too much, and I can't say Kenshi because that'd be too much too. But what either way, we look. The match was good, you know. Now for the main event, I actually enjoyed it, like because this was a match where you had Roman Reigns actually, you know, do something for once by himself without having his cousins or anybody get involved to try and help him win. I felt like I mean, Cesaro walked out of this match looking better. Like, and that, and that was yeah, going to be hard to do. That's what, I, because, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Because like Cesaro, like it was, it's not time for him to win the title yet, but it's nice to see him get elevated. I think he will win the title at some point, yeah. but he, it, this didn't, yeah, no, this too, didn't hurt him at all. Yeah, I agree. Because the thing is, see, sometimes you look great when you win, but you look better. When you even when you lose, I'm curious about what the fuck Eric is looking at because something's got his attention. I know it's not lightning from the dick. I know it's not the dong. What is it? What I'm watching Impact. The funny part about it is that Fala Ba is in a dress. It's the funniest thing in the world. I like Fala Ba. I you know I know I made fun of AC Romero, but I do find interest in Fala Ba. Fala Ba is very entertaining though. Now, but yeah, with this match right here, I mean. I'm actually thankful that they didn't make him tap out, you know, from that, you know, that submission hold that, uh, like, what, yeah, the Gantine, thank you. I mean, like, Roman Reigns, and, and for once they have Roman Reigns actually win and defend his title, you know, like the, you know, badass heel he's supposed to be without having help from his, you know, cousins, you know. So I give this match a five out of five match of the night. Eh, out of four. And then uh, you get a continuation with Rollins attacking Cesaro. Yeah, you you know that Robert's going to continue. And but you, fucking Rollins looks like a fucking carnival worker in that damn suit of his. Like, he came out. That should be his new fucking theme music. Like, wait, wait, like Mike Knox, like what Knox was in TNA, like with the, uh, with the you know, Menagerie. Yeah, Rebel was pretty hot. I got it there. It's or Reba. Reba. Oh, Reba. It's Rebel. Arriba! But anyway, that's going to be it for my second topic. Um, Michael, do you have uh, your second topic? I have it all said. And I got an NHL playoffs update for my second topic. And, right. and that's a, this is in terms of the first round overall. Wait, wait, wait hold on. On Sarah should win money in the bank. Yes, maybe. Yeah, he should. He should. I have yeah. a few are there. I think that's it. No, I think Otis should reclaim the money in the bank. I think, it, I think it comes down to the participants of the money in the bank ladder match, you know? Just to hope they don't do that whole mixing up both matches in one sitting thing again. Yeah. I thought that was pretty wild. I enjoyed yeah. that. Mm. And, you, and, enjoy every, you enjoy everything I dislike. 
I do. So I have a I have a first round update, and that that's in regards to series that each uh, team is facing at the moment. At the moment, Carolina's facing Nashville. Carolina's leading the series two nothing in this best of seven in the Central Division. Then we have the Panthers taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning, the current uh, Stanley Cup champions. Tampa Bay's lead of the Panthers 2-0. Uh, then we go to the East, in which Pittsburgh's taking on the New York Islanders. We're all tied up at one there. For some reason in that series, past two games, they've all gone to overtime, in, in my opinion, which I don't understand. And then we have Washington Capitals taking on and the Boston Bruins. Well, Bruins are leading two. To, well, good news for you, Eric. Bruins are leading the series two to one, but there is going to be a game. But there is guaranteed game five. You know. Yeah, I mean, that, well, anything can happen, and I'll tell you what. I tell you what, the Capitals picking up Chara. That was the big, big deal for the Capitals. Yeah, Zidane. Yeah, Zidane Chara. Them and the Lightning are going to be pretty tough. If the Bruins have any chance of winning the Stanley Cup, they got to get by those two teams. Yeah, but yeah, and then you have Charlie McAvoy too. McAvoy, McAvoy, yeah, we we got him. So, and we got Taylor Hall now. So, like I said, if the Bruins have any chance of winning the Stanley Cup, they got to get by Washington and Tampa Bay. You beat those two teams, and like Flynn. Yeah. Let's see what's happening in Canada, shall we? We have Toronto. Well, beginning their series in Montreal. <laughs> They've just begun the series, by the way. On the Mountie. And then we have Edmonton taking on Winnipeg. Winnipeg's winning the lead to the series one nothing. And then, in terms of the West Division, Carolina taking on former Stanley Cup champions, the St. Louis Blues, wow. Colorado. Colorado Blue, Colorado Avalanche. Head. So, <laughs> dang it. The Avalanche are leading the series 2 nothing, And then finally, we have Vegas taking on Minnesota. We're all tied up at once, so we should expect a game five in that I'm, series. And that'll Vegas be the end of my. Nice. I'm impressed. Ever since they came into the NHL, every season so far, they have made the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. I'm impressed with Vegas too, and and you and that's going to be the end of my. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be end of my second topic. All right, um, go ahead with your uh, third and final topic, Dan. Unless, of course, Trips can uh, find a third and t final topic for you. Look, quit being so obsessed with Trips. She's working. She's not attached at the hip. At least, at least I. Do, do, you me, know, do me let her know that you're drinking orange soda. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got it for you. I got it. You know what? Hold on. Let me get up. Let me get up. Wait. 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 Can you believe this guy? Can I believe you? Hey, fuck off. <laughs> you didn't just tell her that, did you? I told the dog. Oh, poor dog. You would not say that if you knew the dog. Oh, GCW just announced Nick Gage versus Ricky Morton. Oh, boy. So, uh, uh, Jordan is obsessed with, hey, how are you today? Do you have a third topic for us? Because apparently I can't come up with them on, on my own. 
Whatever, whatever, whatever it may be. Apparently, Israel and Hamas have made a peace treaty. Israel and Hamas have made a peace treaty. Oh, boy. Oh, I love this song. Well, I will say, though, in regards to the world of politics, it's, you know, not really, you know. That pleasant. is not politics. That is war. And, 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 and I would rather we not talk about that because that's a whole different can of worms. Mm. Hey, you know, thing is, I mean. Things out, you know, it just when things play out, you know, you just always expect things to be better, but you know, it just never does in regards to no, how we suck, like, like, this world's going to hell in a handbasket. It is what it is. If, if you yeah. haven't done yet, if you're if you are religious, you got to get right with God and move and just fucking live a good, clean life. That's what I'm that's what I'm like. Unlike you know, Jordan, like, who likes to drink orange soda while we're all trying to have a conversation, mm-hmm. at least I'm sober. I mm. can't make that promise. I drink. Court banquet. It's disgusting. That's okay, why so, you, so, that's why your so show was once called Hold My Beer. Actually it was called Hold My Beer. And if a lot of people don't know this, the reason it was called Hold My Beer is because before we started the show, I sat there and drank an entire twenty four pack of Bud uh or Miller Light. And I was like, We should have a show hold my beer. Oh, yeah. But uh the third topic is gonna be as far as wrestling goes, what is y'all's preference? Do you prefer gimmick wrestling, like guys in masks, like Kane, or do you like catch as catch can, old school? You know, we're talking Frank Gotch, Luthez, Owen Hart, Bret Hart, hmm. Crispin Wah style wrestling. What would you? What's your preference, Eric? Ah, uh, that's that's a that's a difficult thing. That's an excellent uh, question. Toss up. Give, give me a little bit of both. I think that what what makes wrestling same. So- you know, a little bit of both, you know, and just, you know, that's what makes wrestling so awesome. Professional wrestling so and sports entertainment so awesome is you get a mix up of everything. You know, nowadays, you know, you got the, you know, with NXT UK, you get the British strong style. I mean, some of the matches that they had in NXT UK, you can't sleep on those guys. They get some matches again, and Walter's chops are no, are no joke. Uh, you know, and I, yeah, and I agree with you, I think, but I think I'm going to lean to the catches catch can because even with the gimmicks, like the Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels, by far one of, if not the greatest match anyone, anyone will ever see. Yeah. And but in that same realm, you got Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 22. Amazing catches catch can wrestling. Yeah. Pete, Pete Dunne against Walter at, at, at NXT TakeOver. Uh-huh. All yeah. of these matches, though, there was the, it wasn't about a gimmick. It was two guys going in there and trying to find out who was best. Yeah, and you know, today I watched NXT UK. They had a Heritage uh, Cup Championship. I, I actually liked the one with um, uh, what was the what was the guy's name who was the first UK champion in the WWE? Tyler Bate. Lightning, Lightning Dick. Will you stop? So, Ty, yeah, Ty, <laughs> well, actually, did you know I used to call Tyler Bate Tyler Moss debate? <laughs> Oh, Tyler, you, oh boy. Well, I mean, you, I, I would actually believe that because you do have a group called Mustache Mountain. Dick joke. But either way. No, um, they're actually called Mustache Mountain. It's, what the fuck? You, no, I'm sure, no, I was just kidding. What's wrong with you? That's have some class, Jordan. I actually that's have it. a lot of class while you do be you, an ass. Do you? Do you? Mm. But either way. Um, on mustache. You want to you want to try and pull this off? No, I I will leave you to do that. Now I'm gonna make you suffer. Now the thing is, 
I actually love the match between Tyler Bate and Walter because it was like, you know, equivalent of like Hogan versus Andre to me. But it was only ten only in a sense ten times better. Well, see, and like I was never I know a lot of people love the Hogan versus Andre match, and I get that, but it was I was never match and it, I and it wasn't that pleasant. I mean, sure <sighs> it was it was something it was that a Hogan. novelty. It was no different yeah. than the Rock versus Hulk Hogan. It was a novelty match. But then yeah. I go back and look at a match with Walter versus Pete Dunn, and the entire match. Oh, Pete! Oh my God, Eric! Pete Dunn versus Tyler Bate. Yeah, that was a heck of a matchup too. Like I said, both I just, of them, both matches. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're both matches. Uh, there was a couple more matches I liked too on NXT UK. They had the NXT UK Heavyweight Title match between Walter and Ilya Dragunov. God, my chest hurt watching that match. Oh, yeah, it's like yeah, I it was sunburn. Poor, poor Dragunov, man. It took it changed his changed his um, whole complexion from a mental standpoint of uh, Alien Dragunov's case. And yeah. another, I just watched. I just you know, like I said hours ago, NXT UK was on. They had a Heritage, Heritage Cup Championship match between A Kid and Tyler Bate. It wasn't went all the way to the sixth round because they they do a British rounds type uh, matchup. Uh, it went to the sixth round, and Tyler Bate got the victory and got the title. That was well, the and then look at anything that Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano have done with each other. Every oh, one well, of their matches. Yeah. How about Timothy Thatcher and Matt Riddle in that fight, fight pit? Oh, fuck. Yes. I mean, look up, wait, hold on. should look up British uh, Strong Style, Dunn 7 and Bait Progress Run. Also, Progress had Tyler versus the, 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 first. Okay, so a lot of people talk about the Japanese Strong Style and how it's this and this. And, you know, when you talk, when you talk about people like Fujita and you talk about it, because it, it goes back to, like, like if you look into MMA and people like Sakuraba and how they, they transitioned from pro wrestling to MMA and they brought that strong, and that's where that strong style comes from, like Shinsuke Nakamura, even. Uh, anybody, anybody in, in like New Japan, it has nothing on the European strong style. Like, the, oh. I mean, when, when you watch a European wrestling match, a pro wrestling match, these guys look like they're going to kill each other. Go exactly. so far back as to look at William Regal against Fit Finley. Jesus, they, I, I, they, you, they were friends, and they look like they wanted to kill each other. They were rivals. They made they they made that kind of style. Yeah, very convincing. It's just. Man, like I said, the Dragonov Walter matchup. <laughs> Even uh, Sheamus and McIntyre were talking about it. You know, people talking about, I'm, you, you know, uh, some what just came to mind just now. Like I remember watching this one match between William Regal and Finley. I think it was the Great American Bash. I think uh, Bobby Lashley couldn't make it because I think he was, uh, I think he was either sick or hurt. You know, but he couldn't defend the U.S. title. And but yet. They had this great match between uh, Finley versus uh, Regal, and yet they and yet they both got booed. And I'm like, do these like shill of fans like really want to boo two guys who actually know how to wrestle? The wrestling like those- fan, the wrestling fan nowadays is fickle. Mm. Fickle. N- no, no, no. They're feeble. That's what they are. <laughs> they're fickle in the fact that they want to be entertained, but they won't like. They're 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 shit. It goes again, bringing it back full circle. Social media and all this other stuff has made it where you don't see two badasses beating the shit out of each other. You see a bunch of gimmicks. One of the reasons I like AEW is because the in-ring actual action, it looks better. Mm. It it feels better. It feels like like watching. Okay, so the Young Bucks are great. No, I'm 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 fine with them. But 
I'm not a fan of their style, but someone like Pac, oh, the bastard oh, Pac. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, I get that now. Uh, thanks for the clarification, as a viewer. As a viewer, excellent. Pentagon yeah. Jr. Pentagon. Like, go back. If you want to, like, y'all talking about death matches and how they're kind of like, eh. But look at something like Vampiro versus Pentagon. It was violence, but telling a story. And it was a beautiful story. Yeah, Lucha Underground. That, you know, talking about craziness. Willie yep. Mack against, I, I, you probably won't, you know, you won't see it again, but Willie Mack against Cage and Lucha Underground. Oh, that was insane. Kill shot against his former partner. You know, all these different things that, that, that preceded violence. Uh, all of the fucking uh, Mil Muertes matches versus Phoenix. Like all these matches, they 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 put an emphasis on violence, but there was an art to it. And the fan is now fickle though, because unless you unless you kiss the fans, and, and I think the fans need to sometimes need to shut the fuck up and enjoy the match for what it is. Quit bitching and enjoy it, because this is an art form to some regard, and people don't see that anymore. They I, and I and I'm not saying this to like fuck with Eric, but. They want the lightning from the dick. They want that shit, and they don't. They don't appreciate quality wrestling. But yeah, I, I'm more more into watching a good match more than anything because you know it helps you know create better moments for both the wrestlers, and it helps the fans remember it more. Except when you have those fans, you know, act all, you know, very you know, idiotic. That's when I have a problem, you know. Not trying to, you know, bash on the fans. I just find it, you know. I'll, I'll bash on the fans all day long. We, you know, we're lacking in, in professional wrestling because the days of the Ricky Dragon Steamboats versus Ric Flair are over. We're never going to get yeah. those epic matches again. Only time you'll ever get one of those is if you were, you know, like if you're watching this generation right now. Only if they could try to live up, but they'll never be just. Like there'll never be another, you know, Flair or Steamboat. But and the, the fucked up thing is, WWE has the talent. Who wouldn't want to see a program between Ricochet and AJ Styles? I would. I would like to see those two go at it. They have, but they never gave it a long term. Yeah. Angel Garza against Umberto Correa. Correa, did you? You, you know. Yeah, it's like, it's like um. Oh my god, I'm trying to think. It, I can't. I don't know if this is a right, uh, right term to use, but it would be like uh, maybe uh, Guerrero versus Mysterio or Rey you know, Mysterio versus uh, when he was still there, Sin Cara. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Never. But they don't and, and, do that. They'll never do it. Because they're always into the whole good guys versus bad guys. Now. The WWE doesn't know how to book wrestling. And I'll say that. You say what you want about WCW. But that cruiserweight division was epic. And they made you believe in those belts. Like Prince. Like, like who, what other company is going to get someone like Prince IK over? Yeah. Who, uh, I'll be right back, guys. Well, yeah. But, uh, Prince IK, that's a name I haven't heard in a while. That's what I'm saying. Like they got like like that's why the WWE light heavyweight championship wasn't worth shit because the talent. You, though you had talented guys, you didn't know what to do with them. See, WCW was an international company, and before WWE ever even ever thought about it, you had guys like the Ultimo Dragon, La Parka. Oh, he is he is 
he is my one of my favorites in the cruiserweight. You had Jushin Thunder Liger making regular trips over to WCW. Yeah. But I I was shocked when I found out he was that he came to WWE with that one match with Tyler Breeze. That was crazy. So Dario Cuarto is in MLW. You guys see MLW have Dario Cuarto from uh, Lucha Underground as their on there as like the same character from Lucha Underground. Huh? Yeah, and that's why. And I think uh, speaking I of Underground, I think MLW didn't they say didn't they have a new show come up called something that's related to Underground, but it's not called Lucha. No, Underground? they got they, some of the guys that work for uh, Lucha Underground are, are trying to I'll bring right back. back I'll be right back with some of the guys that are doing Lucha Underground are trying to restart the show in a different fashion. Like it's like Azteca or something, but they're trying to bring back something similar, trying to get all the original wrestlers to come back. You know what? I got no problem with that. The only problem is if they get, I mean, it's going to be hard getting a, a television deal nowadays, especially now with, you know, because what you heard recently that AEW dynamite is going to be moving to TBS in 2022 and then we got this new show that's going to be coming on August 13th, uh, you know, this year. That'll be on Fridays for one hour after, like, you know, at, like immediately after SmackDown. It's one hour Rampage. every Friday. Rampage, which I'm like, okay, but still, is that going to stay on TNT while, you know, Dynamite moves? The only reason they're probably going to move after two years is because of the NHL. But that being said, I got to get ready for work. It's been a blast. It's been an awesome two hours. Y'all did an awesome interview. Um, thank you for letting me come on and, and contribute where I could. Hmm. And you know, remember, always remember, wrestling isn't wrestling without lightning from the dick. <laughs> All right. Exactly. Well, well, thanks for joining us, Dan. Anyway, I think that's going to be the end of his uh, third and final topic. Uh, Eric, what is your third and final topic? Okay, we're well, going back to the zomb zombie lumberjack match. I thought it was too crazy enough. I understand why they're promoting it and all. I would make a joke since of what happened. What happened in the Miz? Well, it's not gonna be I, lightning from your dick. I'll tell you that now. No, is Batista better be compensating Maurice and her and his two little daughters for what happened to the poor Miz? And like I said, I told you, and I recognize one of the lumberjacks, one of the new guys from NXT, the cruiserweight division, Mr. Ikimen Juro. He made his debut. Um. Uh. When lightning comes from my you-know-what, Hangman Charlie. <laughs> Anyways. Um, uh, yeah, uh, Ikemen Jiro, um, all the way from Japan. Loves to He has a suit with his face on it and loves to wrestle in it. He teamed up with August Gray, and they got their first victory there. A lot of things with uh, – a lot, lot of big things for Ikemen Jiro. I can't wait to see what he can do. And uh, I thought that was even, even crazy. I don't know how Miz, I don't know how Morrison survived the the whole uh, uh, the whole whole ordeal as well. So you know, you know, I you know, um, get well, Miz. So yeah, he can yeah. because and they had a picture of Cesaro acting like he's scared of the zombies, but he's like really. And then as Ikim and Joe's eyes were crossed during the whole thing, it was funny as heck. So. Yeah, so Ikemen Jiro was one of the zombies from the 205 Live, so. so. Either way. Yeah, so I had to come back. I was going to go to the bathroom, but when you had when the house was full of teenage girls, it's very difficult. Mm. So I'm trying to be patient and hold it in. 
Ah, I see. So. That's cool. Yeah. That going to be it for the third topic? Yep, that's that's my third and final topic. Okay, so what's going to be happening um, is my, well, this is my third and final topic. What's going to be happening on my channel? Um, I'm going to, well, tomorrow afternoon I'm going to do Chillin' with Jordy. That's, uh, that's for certain. Um, I'm also going to be paying, because as you well know, now a lot of people may not know this, this is, um, tomorrow will be one year uh, after what happened to me and my family regards to my brother. May he rest in peace and may, you know, because... I just, you know, and I'm also going to be paying tribute to him, you know, as well, you know, because the thing of it is, it may have been, you know, rough, but I do want to pay tribute to him tomorrow. My, um, on the, you know, chill majority, you know, that way just to showcase, you know, he like anytime, like it's, whether it's the day after or the, or the day before, or even on the exact day, I'm going to like pay tribute to him if I'm like live right there. And then, you know, because, I'm not going to lie. It's been like one hell of a year. Um, it's been rough. I can remember if, like as if it were yesterday, uh, episode 32, you know, um, like having to announce that it really. And yet, you know, I even though I do, even though you could probably tell, well, Jordan, didn't you uh, like stop? Didn't you not like, you know, come on to the show for quite some time, like last month? I mean, you think something like your brother's death would stop you? Well, here's the thing. At the time, my brother would have wanted me to hang out with my friends that, you know, more than anything and help, you know, put on a show, you know, for the passion and love I bring to the show, just like I brought love to him, you know, you know, and so that is why, you know, that is an inspiration and also one of my greatest accomplishments because I got to take care of him all those years while having to do this. And continue on so with my sister, who was also sitting next to me right here, you know, while we were doing the Zach Gowan interview. And you probably may have heard her, you know, mm -hmm. a couple of times, which I got no problem with. But, you know, but at the same time, I just know that he'd be proud of me for what I've been able to do. And now some of the decisions he made, you know, he, he can tell that, you know, it's not easy for me, but it's not easy for anyone. Yeah. So. I'll say right here, right now, that tomorrow I will be giving my uh, tribute to my brother. Mm. On top of that, along what will be coming on my channel, I will be doing a, um, a discussion or, you know, my or giving a reaction to EDP 445 uh, responding to Chet Goldstein. And his response, I'm going to just tell it you right here. The way he responded is like he paid like he didn't give any thought to how he got caught, you know, with that whole, you know, with that thing, he got caught for the whole pedophilia stuff mm. with that 13 year old, you know, like texting thing and wanting to have sex relations. Mm. That was the one thing that you guys could get caught off guard and think why wait. So he does. So he wants to make a response, but he doesn't want to talk about that. What he got caught of meaning mm. there is a line of pretentious, you know, or, or, you know, that we're seeing from him. And not only that now, now granted Chet Goldstein ain't a saint himself, not going to defend the guy, but I will say though, EDP four, four, five, if he had not, you know, kept his, well, 
if he had not kept his, you know, dick in his pants and hands to himself regards to not wanting to think about what he'd want to do with somebody who's mm. way, way younger than him, mind you, mm. then maybe he wouldn't be in the situation. Mm-hmm. But other than that, that's all I really got in store for my channel. Um, other stuff that I have for projects, um, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, after all, I am J-Man's legit, but however, that is not a character. That is a username. Mm. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, that's pretty much all I got to say for my third and final topic. Uh, Michael, who do you ha- what do you got for your third and final topic before we have to close the show? Alrighty, and I'll make it a quickie. And I got the M- Hold on. Major League Hold Baseball on. team's plans in that. You said you said quickie. Oh. Quickie! I'll rephrase. I'll make it a quick one. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, it- hold on. Alrighty, we got the. <laughs> Go ahead. You always got to do an Andrew reference. I'll, I'll stop. I'll, look, watch, watch this. Watch uh. this. Watch. Mute my mic. Go ahead. All right. All righty. I got the M Major League Baseball teams playing tonight as my third and final topic. We've got the San. We had some afternoon games, of course. We had the San Francisco Giants taking on the taking on the Reds. This one was a blowout. San Francisco won nineteen to four. I Kevin Henry must not be happy. He's a Reds fan. No. <sighs> And then we have the Tampa Bay Rays taking on the Baltimore Orioles. The Rays won ten to one. Another blowout. Actually, I actually I have been doing a drinking episode. Yeah. Been drinking this. He's been drinking soda, <laughs> not alcohol. And then this is where Eric's gonna get me for this. Mm. We got the Yankees taking on the Texas Rangers. They're wrapping up a four-game set. And I remind you, Eric, they are coming off a Corey Kluber no hitter. Yeah, that wasn't really impressive with Corey Kluber. I mean, it was good for him, but a lot of no, a lot of no hitters been thrown this year. Yeah, absolutely. John and but two from American League East teams, John Means. Yeah, absolutely. Yankees won two nothing. Mm. Again. Well, they're coming on strong because I'll tell you one thing right now. Uh, it, you know, it was only a matter of time that they would. It was only a matter of yeah. time. And then we got the Nationals taking on the Cubs. The Cubs won five to two. Cubs and win. then we have the win. My Harry Carey. And then we have the Houston Astros or the Houston Altuves. <laughs> don't you mean the Houston? Don't you mean the Houston Astros? <laughs> no, or better yet, I got. I take that back. How about the Houston Trashstros? <laughs> Trash- oh. <laughs> good- uh, they're taking on the Oakland A's. Oh, Oakland's a good team. Yeah, but they lost. Houston oh. won eight to four. Mm-mm. Thanks a lot for nothing, Altuve. <laughs> I know he's going to get me back, but that's another time. And then we have the Minnesota Twins taking on Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. The Angels won 7-1. to one. 
Let me guess. Otani homered again. <laughs> I wish that happened. <laughs> and then we have some games that are currently in progress, or and one game that is left that is yet to be played tonight. Mm. We have the Miami Marlins taking on the Philadelphia Phillies. The Marlins are leading six nothing. Mm. That's a blowout. And then we have the Pittsburgh Pirates taking on the Braves. The Braves are leading four to three. So a close one there. Braves are a good team again. And then we have the Red Sox taking on the Blue Jays. We're all tied at five. Well, they just took the lead. Uh, the Blue Jays just took the lead right now, six to five. I'm, I'm flipping back between impact and oh. they are running around with nobody out in the bottom of the sixth. So they're playing the Red Sox are playing where Toronto is. So all right, so Blue Jays are leading six five. And... Mm-hmm. So the Twins and the Angels were on a doubleheader. And in this second hand game of a doubleheader, the Twins are leading five to three. Mm-hmm. They're in the bottom of the six. And then one game in which the first pitch is set for approximately 10-10. We got the Diamondbacks and the current World Series champion, Los Angeles Dodgers. And that's it for my third and final topic. All righty then. Well, I guess that's going to be it for tonight. Um, and I think I did a pretty good job having to run the show, you know, you know, on behalf of Brandon. And thank him once again for giving me the opportunity to, you know, to take control of, you know, this, uh, certain episode, you know, with him at work and, um, yeah, but uh, anyways, that's going to be it for, uh, this edition of, uh, the rant rate podcast episode 84. If you liked it, give it a thumbs up, be sure to, you know, comment down below. Uh, if you haven't, if you didn't get a chance to be in the live chat, same thing, uh, you know, with this channel, subscribe to Brandon Martin, uh, if you haven't done so already and hit the notification bell. So you'll be notified whenever, you know, there is a video or stream, uh, you know, uh, on here at all times. Same goes for uh, me, J-Man's Legit, and uh, Michael Bomardier, Eric Lima, and Dan XP, or DXP, whatever he wants to be noticed, or 6-9 Studios, and that's S-Y-X-N-Y-N Studios. And with that all being said, uh, God bless you all. Have a great night, and stay healthy for an even better day tomorrow. Now, if you excuse me, I have a... I have a Taco Bell to eat, so mm. I would. So, and good night, everybody. Thank Zach Gowan for being uh, our guest again this um, tonight. Yes, and uh, and also follow him at Zach Gowan. You know, on social media. Where? Mm. Hold on. Can you guys still see me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, because the Wi-Fi is showing is going lower for some reason. Mm. Like, okay, I don't know what's going on. If anybody can't hear me. We can still hear you. We can still hear you. Yeah, the connection's getting unstable on the YouTube side. Hold on. All right. Give it a second. Either way, either way, that's going to be it, it for tonight's show. So, good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Everybody. Wait, wait, wait. It didn't. Oh, I thought it froze. Anyway, good night, everybody. Good night. Yeah. Yeah.